What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Hard Count. Host, as always, your boy, the guy to my right, as always, my boy CJ. And uh, listen, you know, 917, a little better late than never situation going on right now. But hey, we're here. And more importantly, CJ, the NFL is here. Yes. Week one this week. CJ, let me tell you something. You know, a lot of shows we had to do was some mundane topics. You know, who we think is going to do this and what's going to be that. And we hadn't even seen anybody put a uniform on yet. Just like, you know, Christian over here talking about how about them pats. A lot of talk for a guy who got embarrassed on the opening day of the week. Oh, opening game. Opening game. In front of nationally televised on Thursday. Or would they lose by 21 points, Kirsten? Something something like that? That was tough. Josh Allen dunked on Bobby Wagner. That was tough. Yeah, all all those new uh, signings you guys spend money on. Even I was excited for, you know, Bobby Wagner dunked on. Allen Robinson, milk carton. Cam Akers, milk carton. Matthew Stafford, Detroit Lions. (laughs) I mean... So it's a just bold for Christian to say anything. Just so I saw you guys go back and forth on Twitter. I think that was a, a couple of days ago. I, don't know, I know you said probably if you had some, I, I like one of your tweets. Yeah, I was like, was, you guys are hilarious, man. I'd rather have a Super Bowl hangover, Christian. I've I've been hungover six times. <laughs> six, and twice over your team actually. Mm. I mean, it's just a time. I know you're not used to winning, probably in anything. <laughs> so I'll let you have that one. Anyway, the comebacks. The, comebacks. the NFL's back, which is the biggest comeback. Well, I'm not. Listen, I refuse to even get into the rest of this show without knowing how my guy CJ's doing. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, again, I'm, I'm excited. Football's back. Obviously, not. Overly excited because our, our squad took the L in week one. <laughs> but, but hey, listen, um, this I love this game so much. And, you know, I get to chop it up and talk with you every single week uh, throughout the season. And I think this is the perfect time. Time is now. This is this is what it's called. This episode is called The Genesis because it's the beginning of the new season. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens because there's so many storylines, so many things that could happen and fall into place this season, and I'm just looking forward to seeing, you know, who, who comes out on top um, in February 2023. Yeah, man. So I'm just happy that the season's back. Like like we said, like I said before, there were, you know, a couple days, some some weird, stupid topics that we didn't care about that we had to talk about, some off-season storylines. Yeah, it's cool. Now we get to break down some games, yes. things like that. Oh, what a time to be alive, honestly. What a time. But, uh, all right. Why don't we jump into everything then? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we, what we want to do is um, announce that we have officially have a Twitter page um, for the for the Howard Count. You guys can follow us. We're going to pull this up for, for the people watching. Appreciate everybody that's stopping by right now. Nice Twitter account, you know. Some things in the works. You know, got to yeah, update everything, but. Yeah, we want to start, you know, put, putting some more content out on social media. I mean, you know, that, that's such a such an easy opportunity for us to to get out, get our voice heard from different type of people, different type of platforms, 
And, I, you know, I just I just feel like, you know, Connie and I just felt like, you know, we, we bring a lot of good points when we're talking about this game and, and reviewing football and the NFL. And we just want more people to hear about it. So um, you guys can follow us at the heart count underscore on Twitter. Um, give us a couple follows. We got 13 right now. Let's see, you know, let's see if we can try to get that up to, you know, 50, 50 by the end of the week or something like that. Um, let's try to get a little, some little goals uh, for our social media. Um, we're going to try to put out, again, as much content as possible on all platforms. So look out for Kanye and myself. Yeah, maybe some, you know, live video reaction to things going on. Obviously, breaking news, you know, give our thoughts on, on some things that happen. Um, but, yeah, you know, like CJ said, social media is kind of the king right now. Thought that. You know, we obviously get out there, have some more interactions than what we do uh, just here on the show. Obviously, we love talking to you guys on the show in the comments. We appreciate everybody coming in the comment section and having conversations. Even Christian is appreciated. Um, but, you know, go, being able to go back and forth with people on Twitter, uh, just bring up our points and everything like that. So hope everybody heads over to the hard count, gives us a follow, and uh, interact. That's really the thing in all seriousness, like – I I don't really like a lot of things. I'm not going to lie. I'm very – I don't know, but sports is the one thing I always really liked, always loved the conversation. Um, so being able to talk to everybody, people would give their, give their opinions on what we're talking about. Uh, we can give our opinions to what other people's opinions are. And uh, it's just fun, man. So I hope everybody goes over there and follows and uh, we can have a good time over there on Twitter. And of course, still here every uh every Tuesday. So, sir. But oh, yeah, um, let's, let's get right yeah, to it, man. We don't we don't want to waste anyone's time. We know what you guys are here for. We're here to talk about the games, week 1 of the 2022-23 NFL season. Uh let's get right to it, man. Man, week 1 and they're already giving us drama. You love to see. You love to see it. it never fails. No, like you always say, it's the greatest soap opera. You're not wrong. Sir. All right, so we got week one. Let's start with the Thursday night football game. If you guys um, didn't check, you guys can look back. I did a live stream with my guy, uh, Daquan Williams. We're live streaming the game, did a little watch party um, for the first game of the season. I thought it was going to be a closer game, defending champions, Los Angeles Rams coming in back in their home field where they won the championship. And unfortunately, they just came out really lackluster and just weren't able to get get some consistency uh, throughout the game. And and the, probably the reason for that is because Josh yeah, Allen. We'll get there, Trey. Shout out. Yeah. Appreciate you stopping by, Brody. What's going on, man? Appreciate you, bro. Stop stopping by, bro. And I, yeah, I think the, I think the reason for that is the Bills. The Bills are just so elite. Josh Allen, what he's been able to do. Over the last, I want to say, you know, three years or so, you know, just him being able to develop in the pocket um, and also develop with his mind as well and be able to make certain reads. You, you really can't, you can't stop him now. You can't stop him. You mean, maybe when he was younger, you could probably catch him off balance and, and get him, push him in the pocket, make him, make him throw, uh, have some error throws. But I think right now, if you try to play zone, he's going to make the right check down. If you play man and you put those DBs, if those DBs backs are to him, He's going to run for, you know, 20, 25 yards. So I think he's made um, tremendous strides over these last few years. And in this game, him and Stephon Diggs, Stephon Diggs, I mean, I feel like 
the way he played, he played like a man on a mission. He wanted to make sure he wanted to show the world. I'm, I'm still one of the best guys in football. I know a lot of people talking about Devontae Adams, people talking about Justin Jefferson, um, Cooper Cup obviously had a spectacular season last year, but Stephon Diggs just a couple years ago, he was right up there with, with those guys. And um, I think in that game, going to battling against Jalen Ramsey, he definitely showed that. For me, the only thing I'll say about Buffalo is if they could just find a bell cow that could kind of take a little bit of the pressure off of Josh Allen when running the football. We thought that would be James Cook. He kind of got put in the doghouse, you know, rather quickly with the fumble. Singletary solid. Zach Moss is more like a scat back, third down type of back. So I don't really expect him to be a, a every down back. But if they could find that guy, whether it be in the draft or maybe James Cook comes back and, and responds and has a, a pretty good rookie season, I think they're going to be, you know, they're already dangerous already as it is. But you add that to the factor, which is what McDermott wants to do really is run the football, play defense. And, you know, now with a, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and Josh Allen, I mean, I just feel like they're going to be right there when it's all said and done. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's getting to that point where, where you start questioning of like, what are you supposed to do? Like that, that's really like you watch this game and, and I, and this is the thing, like it's week one, everybody's going to overreact when we get to the Patriots, I'll overreact because that's what I do. Um, and it, but, like, you start thinking, and sometimes it is like, okay, a team had an off night and this team's just really good. Because, listen, obviously the Rams are going to figure it out. Like, they're not going to score 10 points. Matt Stafford's not going to throw three interceptions. You know, that's okay. Pass made two look like Josh Allen. What, is, what did uh, Diggs make, make Jalen Ramsey look like? <laughs> I mean, per, perfect passer rating against Jalen Ramsey. Two touchdowns, 156 yards, I believe. <laughs> that's not a good day at the office. Um and then, but it's like Bill scored 31 on them. And I was saying it the entire game, everything looked so effortless. Like it didn't look like you see games, CJ, you know what I'm talking about, where teams are scoring, but it's like, damn, that was a 10-play drive. It took up eight minutes of the clock, um, blah, blah. This was like Josh Allen got the ball. Six plays later, they scored a touchdown, and then everything was just on from there. And here's the other thing. It was 10-10 at halftime. 10-10 with three turnovers. I think there were the three turnovers at the half because Josh Allen had the two interceptions. Um, And then then James Cook had the fumble in the first half. James Cook had the fumble, yeah. So, yeah, I thought thought the momentum was going to swing back to the Rams side, but they just, again, Buffalo's defense is just so stout. It's, it's such a crazy thing too. Cause like you, cause like mindset really comes into play there as well. Because if you're the bills, if I walk in a halftime is 10, 10, and we're losing the turnover battle three to one at that point, I'm like, damn, we're, we're in this game right now. Yes. And it's because you, you say to yourself, they're beating us in the turnover battle. We haven't really done much, and, and we're tied right now? Like, if we come out in the second half and just actually, you know, take in, uh, take right now I lost the word. Take care. There we go. Shout out, Drake. Uh, if we take care of the football, then we can easily win this game, and that's what they did in the second half. And once again, though, like you said, that, that bell cow thing, man, if they had it. 
because I think Allen was their leading rusher again. Um, there were some times in the fourth quarter, too, where they were running the ball with him. And I was like, I I don't know how, how I feel about that. Like, I think it was 24-10 at one point, and and they were, were running. I was like, listen, I know that you want to score again and really put the game out of reach. But do you really need to do that with running with Josh Allen? Like, you don't think maybe Singletary can get that? So a little questionable there just because you worry about what it's going to do to his career long term. But I get doing it in the short term. You're trying to win a football game. I mean, you're up two touchdowns. But, hell, (laughs) points are never enough. Um yeah, so this was an impressive game, and, and like I said, you get to the point where it's like they did this to the Rams. What are they going to do to other teams? Like you, like if they, I think they play a bad team next week. I, I want to say. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, check, we'll look at the schedule um, uh, as we preview week uh, two. Yeah, we got to make our week two picks. <laughs> yes, and we're keeping track this year. This year we're keeping track. Yes, yes, we got to. Yes, Got to figure out how we're going to do that. But we're going to keep track. Um, but, I mean, they do this against the Rams. They play some bad teams. Mm, might get real ugly. Yeah, they're, they're just – they're so dangerous. I think they came out motivated. They probably felt like we should have been hosting the AFC against you guys in the Super Bowl last year, not Cincinnati, just based off how that game was in the divisional round. Again, one of the best playoff games you and I have ever seen. We talked about that. Um, so much last year. And I think that team as a whole, they just played like, yo, we should have been playing you guys in February and we should have beat you guys. And okay, we didn't get that opportunity, but here's a new season and we're going to show you, we're going to show you why we're the best. And um, I just feel like they just, they did that. They did that in in that game. And I think the Rams came out a little flat. And this is also what I want to say. These first couple of weeks, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt because teams especially offensive line. I think I don't know if you, you've seen these games. You see a lot of you see a lot of sacks. You see a lot of strip yeah. sacks. Um, you see guys. I, I want to get into that when we get into the Bengals game. Oh well, yeah, definitely. Oh, oh my, no, no question, no question about that. <laughs> but uh, just just in general, you just saw a lot of uh, blown coverages, blitzing, blitzing, things like that, things like that. And I think the defensive coordinators, they're smart. They're like, listen, these 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 guys in the offensive line, they're not. They're not practicing like how they used to practice back in the day. Back in the day, those guys used to hit pads nonstop playing the every single day in practice. Exactly, playing the preseason every single day in practice. Now, these guys get ready while the season is going on. So these first couple of weeks, the offensive line, the protections, the reads from the running backs and things like that, those those things have to get um, smoothing out so, so you want to have a successful season. So I just feel like – you just got to take – I know we're going to overreact. A lot of people are going to overreact to week one, and I know the NFL is back, and we want to make all these hot takes all over the place. But I just feel like you have to – you have you can't sleep on the offensive line. I mean, those guys have to be able to gain some com- uh, camaraderie in order, to, in order for them to be successful. The only thing that's a little concerning – and like I said, I, I said it when I said it when I talked earlier. Like, the Rams are going to figure it out. They're not going to – you know, they're not going to be bad. They're going to win this division – especially if if the 49ers are going to play like that ever again. Um, but yeah, that was- the only concerning thing for the Rams is Stafford got sacked seven times. CJ, you know how many times the Bills blitzed? Zero. Zero times. 
They did not blitz one time, four-man pressure the entire game and got seven sacks. Like that's I know it's week one, like you just said, O line. Listen, you have to get the camaraderie. Like you especially on the offensive line, especially with certain blocking schemes. I don't know if the if the Rams um are a zone blocking scheme or what they are, but you have to get the communication down. You gotta get everything down like that. But four man pressure and seven sacks is not is not good. That's that's a perfect defense. When you when those guys in the front could get home without any blitzes, you drop seven back, you could call anything from there. And I think Leslie Frazier did a great job. Did a great job calling the game on Thursday night. Um it's, it's going to be tough to stop this team. Um, again, especially if Josh Allen is able to be slow, methodical, take his time, not force it. Yeah, of course, we know he has a strong arm, but does he need to really throw that pass in that window right there in that situation? Take the check down, let Singletary, let Moss get a couple yards, and then if something is more, more open down the field later, then you make that pass like we saw from Diggs um, when he you know, burnt <laughs> Jalen Ramsey for the touchdown. Later in the game, uh, we got some more comments in here. Appreciate you guys stopping by. Yeah, CJ, here, I want to get to this one because I'm I, I'm just curious, CJ. How much rent do you think we should start charging C, or Christian for living in his head? How much? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're we're talking about his own team right now, and all he can think about right. is a, I think he's a closet Patriot fan. No, no, he's upset. He should be upset. I mean, again, you know, that was the that was the only game on TV. At the time, and you know your team gets blasted like that, it's understandable. Um, will, will the Pats, will the Pats win another chip in our in, in our lifetime? For me, uh, we'll see. I mean, it all comes down to the quarterback. So, if if Mac is that guy, then we'll see. If he's not, then he's not. But I've seen six already, so I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm grateful. That's like the end I'm of the grateful. conversation. I'm grateful. I'll, I'll I'll dive into that a little bit more when we, when we talk about the uh, Patriots and the Dolphins. But, yeah, I think – and it's, it's not the end of the world for the Rams. Like, like I said, they have the, they have a new offensive line. They don't have the Walter Payton man of the year, um, Andrew Whitworth there at left tackle. They don't have that guy. He was a leader for them. He was a leader on that line. He was a leader on that team. Now he's retired. So they have, they have to get some things going. I think they're going to be fine. That division still – they're the favorites. <laughs> basically, oh, yeah. I mean, again, based on what we saw early in, in week one. So I, I don't think they're going to – you know, they're not falling off a cliff or anything like that. What's I don't know what the status is with Stafford in that elbow. I don't know what's going on with that. You know, that's something that's uh, we're going to have to look at throughout as the season goes on as well. So I think the Rams will be fine. You know, they got hit in the mouth, and we'll see how they respond in week two. True. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we will find out. We will find out. I mean, I think they're playing the Falcons, the Rams are. So, okay. So yeah, that's you know that's a game. That's a get right game. That's a get yeah. right game. <laughs> you lose that one, then you know you start getting into a little bit of a conversation of what are we doing here? Exactly, exactly. Okay, then we got the second game. Speaking of the Falcons, we got the NFC South showdown between the Saints and Atlanta. Saints, I think a lot of people are higher on New Orleans. They have a really good team. We just talked about the Bills defense. The Saints defense is just as great with those guys that they have on that side of the football. Jameis Winston coming back, I think a potential comeback player of the year candidate, um, tearing his ACL. We saw how well he played before he, he went down against Tampa Bay last year. What's your, what was your thoughts on this game? And and just what, what did you see from Jameis that maybe you feel better? I know you've been <laughs> very critical of Jameis uh, since we've been linked up 
here with USN. So what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this was obviously a lot closer. Um, I, I was talking on Gen Z like, like the last couple weeks of, you know, there's always that one game. It's like, you know, in week one, I was like, but the Saints are, you know, going to destroy the Falcons. Falcons are going to be the worst team in the league. And then, like, as the game was about – like, last week, I was like, watch. I keep saying this every week that the Saints are just going to destroy the Falcons, and the Falcons are somehow going to win this game because it's week one. And, well, it was almost true. Um, I will say Mariota looked pretty good um, in that game – I did not have this game on the Sunday ticket, but I did put it on towards the end. Um, and, yeah, I mean, listen, Jameis has looked better since uh, he's gotten away from Tampa. Maybe it is the LASIK. Um, maybe it is the new coaching. I don't know. But I do know that Michael Thomas is playing again. And, listen, I, we, I say this all the time. We did the whole slant boy thing, and people still do the whole slant boy thing. Yeah. Congratulations. I don't care because I would take him on every single team I ever played for. <laughs> like, what what was his record that year? What do you have? Like 149 catches that season? Yeah, I think it was yeah, I think it was the record. Yeah. Oh, it was 145 plus, I believe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was unbelievable. So if he's back and he's fully healthy, I mean, the man scored two touchdowns. Would he have like four, five, six catches, I believe, somewhere in like the 50-yard yeah. yes. uh, range? Yes, five catches, I think 57 yards. Yeah, two touchdowns. That's just – that's very – and then the other thing, Jarvis Landry had the most casual like 150-yard game I've ever seen in my life. And not, not a single person spoke about that at all. Nobody was like, oh, yeah, Jarvis Landry's doing good too, this or that. That play he made down the sideline to let, when in the, the last series of the game when the Saints were going down to try and score the field goal, take the lead, uh, you know, reaching back, diving, falling back uh, on the sideline, stays in bounds. Uh, yeah, this – and like we said, it's week one. Bad teams don't know that they're bad yet. <laughs> So they kind of come out and and play hard. Obviously, later in the season, you get a bad team down by 14. You usually start counting seconds down until your team wins. But early in the season, it could be 10-0, and they don't know they're bad yet. So it's it's like, you know what, screw it. We're going to be great. And, wow, judges hit another home run, number 57 for my boy. Um, But I, I think the Saints are going to be really good, and obviously – Starting off the season 1-0. Some things to clean up. You don't want to give up 26 points to the Falcons. Here's the other thing, too. I don't know if it's the system or that, you know, Matt Ryan wasn't great last year. And now it's Mariota, who did play good in the game, but he's still not great. I keep hearing a lot of things that Kyle Pitts is just like one of one and that he was going to be the next Gronk coming out and he was going to be great. He had like eight yards. He scored one touchdown last year. I'm going to – like, we're going to need to start seeing some some production here, Kyle. Yeah, I'm with you. Listen, I think the Saints – I like this team, man. I think they could be really good. Dennis Allen now is the head coach. Sean Payton is no longer the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. On the Fox pregame, huh? On the Fox pregame, I did see that. Um, I was going to watch his uh, – he did an interview with, with Kyle Hurd. I was going to check that out. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. I, did, yeah. I haven't seen it either yet. I'm going to check it out a little bit later. But 
New territory. I mean, he was the Raiders. I think he was the Raiders. I might have been the head coach or interim head coach um, a few years back. But now it's different. It's different when you're just calling plays for defense. Now you have to manage all these other guys, the 53-man roster. So, yeah, like you said, week, week one, uh, Corey made a good point here. He says, uh, we don't know who the, who the bad teams are yet. And that's that's 100% correct. Um, I just, you know, Atlanta, they did have that lead. It was 23 to 10. And I think it was like, wow, okay. Like this, this is going to be, this is, they're going to, they're going to win this one. We, we, we could have an upset. Did you see the graphic of all the games they've lost in the fourth quarter? It, yeah, it's, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say about <laughs> how, how they just lose like that, man. I, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. It just doesn't. I don't. I don't know. They need a. I know. I know. Matt Ryan had a great career there, but they need a guy. You know, they need a guy on the center, like a Josh Allen type guy. Obviously, those would come. Those are very rare. But if they could find a guy like that within the next few years or so, I think Drake London played pretty well his first game in the NFL. He dealt with some injuries um, that was reported, but he played in the game. He played solid. I agree with you with Pitts. Pitts definitely has to step up this season. He's going to be their number one option from a receiving standpoint, and then Drake London will be the number two guy. If the Saints hit on all cylinders, I think they're, they're, they're going to be a dangerous team in, in, in playoffs because they have three wide receivers that, are, that, are, that have different type of roles and skill sets. Mike Thomas is more of a – he could do short intermediate. He could get yak as well. You, you bonafide touchdowns. He's gonna get the catches easy. Jarvis Landry is kind of the same, kind of the same thing in a way. He can get the short to intermediate. Seven for one fourteen. I looked seven, at my bad. seven for one fourteen for for Jarvis. He could get. He remember he was a wide receiver one in Miami. Nine targets too. Let the team. Let the, again. I mean, he's gonna be open because you have to worry about you have to worry about Thomas. You have to worry about Michael Thomas. So he's gonna get get a lot of wide open looks, and I think Chris Olave. Is that X factor? You could take the top off the defense with his speed, and and I think they're they're such a dynamic offense. And then you can't forget about obviously Kamara in the backfield. He could receive, he could run out the backfield. So that this this offense could be very dangerous, um, and it's going to come down to James Winston. Has to he played excellent in the fourth quarter when it mattered? Checkdowns made the right reads. This is uh. This is kind of what we expected. This is what we wanted to see when he first came out uh, of Florida State. We wanted him to be this guy. It took a while. He's still, what, 28, 27? So it's not it's not completely over. I think he went to the perfect team, perfect situation. I think that defense is going to play better next week. I'm, I'm sure of that. And uh, listen, man, I just I, – I'm a really I'm, – I'm high on this Saints team. I think they could be really good. And, and to be honest, I wasn't too impressed from what I saw from the Bucks. On Sunday Night Football, so yeah. we and we know that the Saints definitely have their numbers. So it's going to be interesting when they meet, when they meet up in the season. And Godwin's going to miss some time. Uh, right. What was it? The hammy, sprain the hammy, hamstring. Yes, and I, I feel like he shouldn't. I feel like he I shouldn't have been out there to begin. With. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like he shouldn't have been out there to begin with. It was it, when I when I saw the tweet uh, when Ian Rappaport tweeted out that he was going to play, I was like, you know, like. And it makes sense. They didn't. They didn't really need him, and especially in a game like Dallas, um, right away. He's coming off a torn ACL. Let him take some time. You know, surprised me yeah. too, though. It was like one o'clock when they tweeted it. They didn't even. It wasn't like a game time decision. Like, 
we're gonna we want to see how he is before a game and like maybe things don't change if it even but like i'm i was surprised by like how early in the day they were like oh yeah godwin's playing yeah i uh actually i was like i was up at like four or five and i saw Rappaport. uh he had tweeted it and i was like this is crazy this is crazy like, he shouldn't he shouldn't be out there he should be you know still rehabbing because you're coming off an east torn acl it's still so fresh and you're putting a lot of pressure on those other joints, those other, um, we could get Deepak back here. He can explain, he can explain it way better than us. <laughs> Shout out Deepak. But um, yeah, you put so much stress on those other you know, other ligaments in, in your leg. And, and I'm not surprised that, you know, he had a hamstring injury. Hopefully he gets healthy, comes back. He's one of the best receivers in football, one of the most underrated receivers in football. So they need him back for sure. <laughs> you know, CJ, just looking at this Saint and Falcon game before we move on real quick. Cordero Patterson, 22 rush attempt carries, 120 yards and a touchdown. This He yeah. was a wide receiver, turned punt returner, kick returner, turned utility man, turned running back. Well, I mean, he played like this in Tennessee, bro. I mean, I know you don't watch college. I know you don't watch college football, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. You got to watch these. Watch a little bit because you get to see, you know, what what these guys could possibly become. Well, yeah, but it wasn't working in the NFL. Like he was, yeah, he was, yeah, he was a gadget guy. I believe he was started off at the Raiders, and then, oh, I know Minnesota. Minnesota. Then he went to the Raiders. Then he went to the Raiders. Then he went, you know, to our squad, won the Super Bowl, and now you know he, he goes to Atlanta, and it's just Who was been, he with last year. He was with Atlanta last year. Was it? Yeah, he was oh, a yeah. Falcon. Yeah. I thought yeah. he went somewhere after us, and then I thought it, I didn't think it was Atlanta. But he might he might have went so he might have went somewhere else. But yeah, he's he's always been this. He's always done this in in, in his career. And um, you know, the Patriots had had used him a little bit in, in certain situations. The Bears, good call, good call, Christian. Appreciate he's, that. Yeah, he went Minnesota, Oakland, New England, Chicago, Atlanta. Atlanta, good call, brother. Appreciate that. So yeah, he's uh. He's a complete gadget guy now. Like he's turned into an every down back, which is insane. And he has that ability to catch the football because he was a wide receiver. So he's one of the most versatile players in the NFL. If you haven't checked, go check the NFL top 100. See what those guys say about him, man. They give him a lot of respect. They show him a lot of love. Um, if you guys want to go check that out. Yes, he was, of course. Yeah. I didn't I didn't, yeah, Alex, I didn't think he was. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what number he was? I forgot off off top what number he was, but yeah, I, I remember watching it. I was like, yeah, definitely, definitely top one hundred. I, I don't disagree. I'm just, I, I I'm a little surprised. Seventy three, they ranked him. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't, he didn't even make the he didn't even make the list last year. So the year before that. So yeah, he's 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 a great he's a great player. Again, I feel like they're, and you could say this about you know maybe eight nine other teams if, if they if they get a quarterback, but they have some talent and Mariota's cool. But he's a he's a he's a gap filler right now. He's not a long he's not their long term answer. Who they draft quarterback? Desmond Ritter. Desmond from Ritter. Cincinnati. Man, yeah, we're ninety. Yeah, we'll, we'll see we'll see what what he becomes. But it's an interesting game too because both of these guys were the number one and number two pick in the twenty fifteen draft. So this was uh, and now both of those guys getting second chances as well. So this was definitely an interesting game. But another former number one draft pick. Baker Mayfield going against his old squad, the revenge game uh, against the Cleveland Browns. First half was rough. It was very rough. I think the emotions definitely got to him. How could you not be emotional 
you were pretty much injured and you were you weren't 100 last year you gave that team so much the team was 0-16 before they drafted you <laughs> uh they were the epitome of dirt and then after three years they let you go they let you go and they, you probably if he probably feels like listen i didn't even get a fair shake i was i wasn't 100 i went out there and still tried to ball out and do the best for the team unfortunately they saw uh Deshaun Watson there and, and they made that move and they made that move remember that that regime did not draft Baker Mayfield so they weren't tied to Baker mm-hmm. um, like some of these other franchises so they felt like you know they wanted to um, look out for themselves which is what most which was what everybody should do most <laughs> more times than not but that's what that's what they did and now he's a Carolina Panther and I just think that that first half it was rough I think it was a lot of emotions and a, a lot of jitters I'm gonna say this though, for the for the Brown side, you know, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb is is he's excellent. He's excellent. Underrated. He's excellent. I'm sorry, he's very, underrated. Very underrated. He's not flashy. You know, he doesn't you know do a dance after a touchdown or some stuff like that. But you want production. You want you know you don't you want over a buck every single game. He, he's gonna he's gonna get that. He's gonna get that for you. Twenty one forty one. He's he's so good, man. He's he's, he's so good at, at football, bro. I'm I see, watching him at Georgia. I, you know, we, we talked about that too. But he's he's electric. He's electric. He makes he's he's the best player on on the offense, in my opinion. Oh yeah, no Absolutely. no no doubt, no doubt. And even when Deshaun comes back, I feel like because that's what Stefanski wants to do. He wants to run the football. He wants to run the football. That's how they play. That's how they got to the playoffs a couple of years ago on on the shoulder pads of Nick Chubb. <laughs> And Kareem Hunt as well. You know, you have that. I mean, Kareem Hunt used to be a, a RB one in Kansas City, and now he's an RB two. And a good so RB one. Uh, yeah, a really good, yeah, really good RB one. So you have that dynamic in the backfield. It's tough to stop. Jacoby Brissett again. Uh, Gap filler. He struggled. He struggled, but he made a cut a clutch play in the fourth quarter. I think it was like sec, second and eleven, and Peoples Jones made a tough catch that um, that. You know, kept them kept them in uh, to go down to go down the field goal and get the field goal. Man, it, it was it was a rough game. What do you think, think of the of the end with the fake spike thing? Yeah, it was it was weird. It was definitely it was it was a little weird. It was a little weird, but because obviously Josh is a Panther fan, so me and him talked about this yesterday. Right. <laughs> He's up in arms about the fake spike, and and I can listen, especially if it was my team, I would agree with him. But I agree with him anyway. And they came out today. I don't think the NFL did, but if you look at the end zone camera from the opposite side, he fakes the spike and then spikes it, and like the whole fake spike thing, like yeah, you can do it and then throw it, but right. you can't fake a spike and then actually spike. That's a flag. Yes. So, and, and, you know, we talked about this too, where in a weird way, I think technology is kind of screwed with some people too, because you look at the field goal, what was it like a 50? I feel like it was like a 52 or something. To, to win it? Yeah. 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 I think it, it was, was like 50 something. Yeah. It was a long, like, or, or even maybe a 54 and he drills it. <laughs> and the, you know, the little thing that comes up on the side now where it's like, would have been good from 68. Yes. So that's so that's what comes up on the screen now. But here's my thing. A 54-yard field goal and a 64-yard field goal, that's a, you're in a different mindset. Like 
I and I know it's week one, so this is kind of like a bad analogy, I, I would say. But like that's like saying fourth and one in week one versus fourth and one in in a Super Bowl. Like they're not the same thing. No, so, not. so saying like the oh would have been good from sixty eight. Like I, I guess yeah, with like the math that you run, you're correct. But that that penalty not being called. Especially if that's my team, I'm heated. So I, I can see, you know, the Rob thing you hate to get into, but like <laughs> that's a big call. Like, yeah, you should you shouldn't be in the situation where the refs can take the the game out of your hand. And listen, maybe they move the field goal back. He drills a 64 yard field goal. Anything is possible, but it it's a different. It's a definitely a different mindset when you know. I mean, that's isn't that the record. I think the record is 66. Uh, Tucker hit it against Detroit. Yeah, or last year. I mean, you're, you're damn close to the record, so you're probably yeah. like, Jesus Christ, ten, another 10 yards? I mean, that's a little <laughs> something. But, I mean, yeah, just – and like you said, just looking at some of the stats here, like Nick Chubb, 22 for 141, 6.4 yards a carry. That's two carries and you're getting a first down plus. Like, that's unbelievable. Then you have Kareem Hunt. 11 for 46. He had a rushing touchdown. He had four catches for 24 yards and a touchdown. Um, Donovan People Jones, six for 60. 11 targets, too. I mean, Amari Cooper only had three for 17. You almost kind of forget that he's on the team uh, on six targets. But I mean, Jacoby Brissett, 18 of 34, 147 and a touchdown. You're like you said, you're really going to have to get carried by Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and, you know, hope that Jacoby can play better because. Against a lot of teams, that's that's definitely not good enough. And then, you know, I think that there's some positive outlooks here for the Panthers too. Like, yeah, I think we all got lost in it, that it was, you know, Baker Mayfield revenge game. They're playing against the Browns. And, like, in our heads, it's, it's Jacoby versus Baker. And then you realize when you watch the game, by the way, Baker has to play against the defense. It's not it's not against Jacoby, sorry to tell you. Because then when you look at the defense, you know, you have the highest rated pass rusher of week one in Miles Garrett. Two sacks on two consecutive plays. That The Browns defense is very good. Yes. So, and, and, I mean, the Panthers have a rookie, I want to say, left tackle. Um, that was going up. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, I forgot. Blanking on his Icky? last name. It's Icky something, right? Icky, yes, yes. Whatever. Um, so, <laughs> you know, they got him. They're trying to get him integrated. The one thing I don't like, and listen, maybe it's because I have him in fantasy. I understand that you cannot let McCaffrey get hurt again. Like, the offense runs through. You saw it last year. 4-0 to start the year. Sam Darner looked great. McCaffrey got hurt. The entire offense didn't know how to play. They literally forgot how to play football. They didn't know what to do. So I understand you cannot let him get hurt again. And I understand sharing, having having a sharing of the carries and everything like that. I'd probably go 70-30. He had five touches in the first half. You Listen, you can't I, – I know you can't get him hurt. But five touches, rushes, rushes and catches, like I'm going to need a little more than that because your, your offense is still probably going to go through him – DJ Moore, and then I have CJ. I'm being serious. Have you ever seen a wide receiver score more touchdowns where nobody's within 30 yards of him than Robbie Anderson? I've never seen it. He gets at least three or four a year. 
that people just forget Robbie Anderson plays football and he's wide open at the 10 yard line with nobody within 30 yards of him like he did last, like he did uh, on Sunday. Elite speed. He has elite speed, man. He's uh he's electric. He gets out in the open field. It's it's a wrap. But I mean, there's no there's nobody within 30 yards of him on that touchdown. It's crazy. But you said for week one, blown assignments. Yes, yeah, on both ends. On both ends, for sure. No, no question about it. I just like the way the Panthers came back in the game because, yes, obviously Jacoby Brissett isn't good enough to really keep the lead and, and, and keep it there and, and, and blow them out had they've had a, like an elite, a better quarterback. But yep. they did battle back in that second half. Um, you saw the energy of Baker um, and, and McCaffrey as well yep. in, in those moments. So that – and I saw what McCaffrey said about him post-game press conference. So still very – the chemistry is still really good right now, and I, I just feel like they have to respond in week two. Have to respond in week two. I, I completely agree with you. McCaffrey has to get more than five touches in the, in the first half of the game. He's your best player. He's the best player on the team. So I get it. He's been injury prone. He's dealt with some injuries. He's not the biggest guy when it comes to being a running back. I've always said he should be a wide receiver, and they should find another running back. I feel like he would last longer in the NFL if that would happen. I feel like he could definitely transition to a wide receiver and still and be an excellent wide receiver. You could still have him come out the backfield and do similar things that you're Cordell doing. Patterson. But you know, Ben McAdoo, right, <laughs> is the <laughs> is the offensive coordinator now. So Matt Rule, head coach. Yeah. Matt Rule, head coach. So those those are things that they have to figure out as a coaching staff. But the Browns. We'll see how long they could do this because obviously it is a formula for success. It it's gonna win you some games if Jacoby Brissett doesn't lose you the game. Mm-hmm. That offensive line is extremely stout, and they're gonna they're gonna be able to push those guys up front. And if Nick Chubb keeps going, they're gonna be tough to stop. Using kind of like Debo. Yeah, grind season team. What's good, brother? How you doing, man? It's good, bro. Exactly. Use him just like Debo. Use him as a weapon, offensive weapon all over the field. If you're just having him in the backfield, that's it's too that's too easy to stop, man. This is this is 2022. I mean, you just can't go power toss, sweep. No. You know, you just can't run those plays. You gotta be more versatile. You have to be more creative in your in your play calling. So I completely agree uh with, with, with that statement. So good, you know, tough game, close game. And and the Browns came out on top, and I think they 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 needed that dub. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, we'll go into the Bears and the 49ers here. Listen, I, like you want to talk about probably the worst conditions to play football in? Yes. That might have been yeah. Like snow sucks, but I feel like you can you still have like a grip on the ball at least because it's it's not rain where it's constantly on it. Like you can wipe the snow off, things like that. Yes. I I don't I don't know if I've ever seen that much rain at a football game. I, I, like I'm being like completely serious. That it literally looked like they played in the middle of a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, so it bad. It was bad. So, so I mean, we talk about week one. We don't really know. I really have no idea what either of these teams are. Like, yeah, the Bears won. And I thought the Bears were going to be absolutely terrible. I still think the Bears are going to be absolutely terrible. I don't know how the 49ers are going to be because, like I said, I don't know what Trey Lance is. And guess what? After week one, still have no idea because nobody can play football in that. I mean, you that's the type of game you wake up, you take the under on everybody's passing yards, take the under on all the receiving yards. 
You take the under on the total score. <laughs> like, that's the type of game that was. And, I mean, Lance threw the interception. That was costly. Um I mean, and then I mean. By the way, I love the picture you used for the for this. Uh, yeah, it's it perfect. Episode. One of the one of the best celebrations I've ever seen. This man, Justin Fields, and the team just slipping and sliding down in the end zone. It's fire. <laughs> it was. But uh, yeah, like I had this game on. I turned it off. I was like, bro, I can't even watch this. There's nothing happening in it. And of course, no George Kittle in this game either. Which we're starting to get a little bit into that conversation of we talk about injury prone. Feel like Kittle misses about four or five games a season, so and this is just week one. But I think the 49ers bounce back at least because they'll probably never play in that again, especially in California because they don't even know what rain looks like. Um, but I, I don't know what either of these teams are, I just know that the Bears ended up winning this game. Shout out to God Guy Garrett. This was he yes. was so he was so confident last week, and I think yeah. when he said when he said it was a winnable game, I think some people I think I, I I'm not gonna lie, I was like, ah, come on, come on, let's you know, 49ers. Yes, I know Trey Lance is just his first game as a um, being the official guy, but you know, I felt like the Niners go in. Long behold, granted conditions you have to you have to bring that up, but it was a factor for both teams. It's not like. It only rained for the 49ers. It stopped raining for the Bears Chicago. played in the dome. The 49ers had to play outside. Yeah, exactly. So both teams had to go through those conditions, and Bears came out on top. They had they made some great defensive stops. They were able to run the they were able to run the ball pretty solid. Justin Fields. I think a lot of people were saying I was the preseason with those stats, and of course, you know you have to take the, those preseason stats with a grain of salt. But it's also confidence too. You have to think about the confidence that that these guys have, and I just want to see him continue to improve. I still don't feel like he's in the best situation in terms of offensive line, yeah. weapons, running back. So I, I just you just have to be you just have to be patient with with his career and how how it's going to go. You can't just automatically assume it's going to be automatic playoff burst. He has to obviously improve himself, but the front office and those guys they have a new front office, they have new guys and new regime now, so they have to put some you know really good pieces around them. But this is a great start to the season for the Chicago Bears. 49ers, they started off slow last year, and they still managed to get to the NFC Garbage Championship game, crazy enough. So, Kittle wasn't there. That's their, that's the third down. That's their third down weapon. That was Garoppolo's third down guy. He's so key for them in, in situational football. And what do they always say? Rookie quarterbacks, young quarterbacks love a tight end. Of so. course. Of course. Run a game in the tight end easily. So, he wasn't there. And I think when he comes back, it's going to make things much simpler uh, for Trey Lance. And Trey Lance, he's gonna he's, he needs to improve. This was a guy that hasn't played a lot of football in the last three three years. Didn't he play like twelve games in his college career? Cl- close to that, and then you know the the year obviously the COVID year, he only played one game. It was like a, a classic showcase type game, and then he sat for the whole year. He didn't play at all, and then last year he only played two games um, when Garoppolo got hurt. So he has he's very inexperienced, very inexperienced, very raw. So if you're a Niner fan, I don't know what you're expecting. I don't know if you're expecting, like, this is not Mahomes' first year as a starter. <laughs> this is not that. This is something totally different. And this is, what I'm saying. this is what I'm saying. People always want to mix and match and compare this guy with that guy. You got to look at the situation for what it is. Mm-hmm. And this, he's very inexperienced. He needs time to play. 
he needs to work on his internal clock, understanding, okay, we're not have to get rid of this ball because there were some times he was just standing in the pocket, standing in the pocket, and he wanted to throw it. And then by that time, you're getting sacked. It's over. The, the pocket's going to collapse. So he has to work on those things. And, and again, I just think, you know, obviously Kyle Shanahan, he's going to try to continue to run the ball. That's what they want to do, run the ball, play defense. And Trey Lance, yo, just take the easy passes, take, take the check downs. You don't have to be a hero. And I think as the weeks wind, and, and Elijah Mitchell got hurt, and he's, up, he's uh, diving with some injuries right now. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but they, they always do running back by committee, so I'm not too worried about that. But, yeah, I think it was a good good game by the Bears. Great start for them. Is it going to transition into something? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's going to be on them and, and how they play, but definitely a good start. See, listen, you bring up Elijah Mitchell. I have never seen anything like this in my life. I feel like the 49ers draft or sign a running back he plays a game, immediately tears tears something in his knee. The next person comes up. He plays like two or three good games. He gets hurt. They bring another guy. I'm, I've never seen anything like it in my life. It happens every single year. It happened last year. It happened the year before. Like, they had me thinking Matt Breida was the next coming of Barry Sanders. This man gets hurt. All of a sudden, they go out and get two different running backs to do the exact Moster, same thing. Moster comes in there. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's think, just a scheme. I think they're – I think the running back now is going to be like Wilson Jr. or something like that, like Jarek Wilson. I don't Jeff even know. Wilson, yeah, Jeff Wilson Jr., yeah. So, what a time. Uh, listen, you talk about a good time, though. You go to the Steelers and the Bengals because that was quite the game. Now, depends on who you know you were rooting for in said game. But if you didn't have a dog in the fight, let me tell you something. Very entertaining to watch, especially the end and end overtime, which – you kind of just skip two in this game. Listen, the big story, well, probably three big stories that come out of this game. Um, Joe Burrow can't throw four interceptions ever again. Uh, you obviously can't have that. Uh, but we always talk about it. First month of the season, preseason. That was pro- – seriously, CJ, besides practice, that was probably the first time Burrow's thrown a ball since the Super Bowl. Right, because he had the surgery and he had to sit out. Exactly. So that was probably the first time he threw a football since last year's Super Bowl. So obviously going to be a little rusty there. Um, and then, honestly, I kind of just skip ahead to the end of the game. They end up coming back. Um, T. Higgins is out, at, out, is out towards the end. Uh, I believe he had a concussion. And then Tyler Boyd ended up going out later in that game as well. And here's my thing. I say this all the time, and it's got to be much harder to be a coach, obviously. But it's fourth. It's se- it, There's like five seconds left, second and goal. How do you let Jamar Chase beat you? Like that is literally the only person I am not letting beat me. Everybody else, listen, if you throw like, – like they did on first and goal, they threw it to some dude. I don't even remember the guy's name. In the, in the back of the end zone. And he had the ball in his hand for a second and then ended up dropping it because he heard Mika Fitzpatrick, you know, footsteps come out. thought he was going to get absolutely rocked, which, by the way, listen, we don't really give love to safeties because it's always like the corner and the pass rush and everything. Having a good safety, kind of a fun thing to have. I mean, you look at Buffalo, got two good safeties, Poyer and, and Micah Hyde. Mika Fitzpatrick is the best out of all of them. 17 tackles he had, an interception, and then obviously how we got into overtime, the tipped uh, point after 
The man is an absolute dog. And Thank a touchdown. You. Oh, yeah, and the, t- and the touchdown. You're right. He had a hell, of a, he had a hell of a game, man. Hell Thank game. you, Miami, for trading that man out of our division. Great listener. Uh, greatly appreciated. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Burrow, 33 yeah. of 53, 338. Um, Mixon, 27, carries 82 yards. And look, Jamar Chase, 10 for 129 and a touchdown. And then you – so they score the touchdown. They you, The game's over. That was a – they tie it up, 20-20. You get, you're going to kick the extra point. We're going to get out of here. Long snappers are clearly the most valuable player in the entire NFL. We saw it over the weekend. Because the long snapper got hurt for the Bengals. Now with some backup tight end that hasn't really done it, apparently – he snapped it back very slow, not a lot of velocity on the football, getting to the getting to the placeholder. Make a Fitzpatrick coming around the corner. Blocked. Now we're going into OT. You go into OT, back and forth, back and forth. Okay, Bengals obviously going to win this one now. Um, the, you got McPherson, who just has the utmost confidence, looked at the Bengals and said, hey, we're going to the Super Bowl, guys. Congratulations on that kick they had to, to win the game. In the AFC Championship game, um, he misses because once again the long snapper almost snapped it over the placeholder's head. Then he had to get the ball back down. Laces out, CJ. You know, kickers cannot kick with the laces facing. Right? It is like kryptonite to Batman, or not Batman, Superman. And he misses that one. Well, now you're like, okay, Steelers, you got a chance here. They go down Boswell. I've never seen a kick like that in my entire life. It's going left. It's going right. It's going to go in. It goes back left. Doink. Might have been the loudest doink off of a field goal post I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, it was pretty loud. Like, it was pretty loud. It was the one of the loudest doinks I've ever heard. So now you're like, okay, Bengals, you got another chance here. They don't do anything. They're in field goal range. Burrow fumbles the snap. P. Ryan picks it up, tries to advance. You can't do that in the final two minutes of a game, which is, by the way, the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Um, so that doesn't matter. Now they have to punt it. Steelers go down, finally make a kick, and the game is over. But, I mean, that was a roller coaster of emotions. Every single time somebody kicked, I was like, oh, man, the game's over. Congrats, boys. Literally in the chat, in the football chat, had, damn, Bengals win after all that at, when they were going for the extra point. Didn't send that message. Good thing I didn't. But uh, crazy game, CJ. You talked about Mika Fitzpatrick. Man, TJ Watt. I was going to say that, prayers up. End, but I mean. Prayers up. Thankfully, it wasn't season ending. They say in six weeks. I don't know what the Watts are made out of, bro. Man. Because you remember, T- you remember JJ tore his. I mean, I know it's not the same thing because I guess he tore them. The muscle, not the ligament, which means a lot, which means you can just rehab it, I guess. Right. So that's how he's coming back. But JJ came back in like two months. Freak. Yeah, those guys, those guys are definitely built different. TJ Watt is, he's, he's a game record, bro. I mean, he was really just got the interception. He had a tip pass in the run. He, you know, body Joe Mixon in the backfield. <laughs> And then he, yeah, he literally tore he literally tore his peck bull rushing the, the tackle and took his helmet off. Yeah, he's 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 an he's an elite he's an elite football player, man. One of the, one of the best I've seen. 
in a long time on that edge, bro. He's uh, he's he's we talk about one of one. <laughs> he's yeah. in that he's in that category for sure. Pittsburgh. This is how they're gonna win, and this and this is what I wanted to get to, and I'm glad you know I'm glad we got here. This AFC North, all these all those teams are really built the same. They're built the same, with with the exception, the Bengals could be a little bit more finesse, because they have a better quarterback than than the other. Well, I mean, the I think they have. The, I think I think it's because they have the best wide receivers. They they have three yes. people who on on if they were all on separate teams could have a thousand yards easily easily yes and that's and exactly that's why I said they could be a little bit more finesse but all four of those teams want to do the same thing and we honestly we sleep on on Cincinnati's defense pretty good it's pretty bad. good yeah it's pretty good they don't have you know they don't have a TJ Watt hell no. um, nobody does got, though but they got they got Henderson they got some other guys in there that that make some plays and and they do a great job as well you don't get to the Super Bowl. They got to the Super Bowl for a reason, not just because of uh, Burrow and Chase. Those guys made stops on that side, too. So we knew this was going to be a battle. AFC North, very competitive. And, again, this you know this uh, this AFC North is going to be a gauntlet just for the simple fact that they're just going to beat each other up. It's so, phys- it's so physical. All four of those teams are so physical, man. And I'm, I'm interested to see who who's, uh, who's going to win that one because – Pittsburgh, their defense. I was, I felt like, yeah, I knew their defense was going to be really good, but you know, can can they keep this up for the majority of the season to be able to get stops, get create turnovers, and, and get Trubisky the ball back as many times as possible uh, because he, he he needs it and and he needs good field goal. I mean, he needs, he needs good field position as well to score touchdowns because we know he's very limited at the quarterback position. So. Personally, I want to see Kenny Pickard in there sometime soon. I know there was some reports that Mike Tomlin is okay with him sitting out for the entire year. Okay. Trubisky's very comfortable in this type of identity of a team. This is literally what they did in Chicago the first his first couple of years when he got drafted, run the ball, play defense, don't don't mess it up. So he, he could do that, but how long we know that's not sustainable. We know that style for a quarterback is not sustainable. There's yep. a shelf life on that, especially in today's NFL. So that's that's my only question with them. But and then obviously TJ Watt getting hurt too. Being out for six weeks, that's a long time. But they do still have some some great guys, Cam Hayward, uh Bush, obviously Minka Fitzpatrick as well. Uh it, it was we didn't even mention either game. Najee. Yeah, Najee he got hurt too. Yeah, he there, got hurt. There, he, 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 he's claiming, you know, he'll be back next week. He'll be at practice. He was in a walking boot after the game. So I mean that, that tackle gonna, looked bad. Like his leg got caught up behind him. Those those are always the worst. CJ, I, I, I looked at that play live and I thought he broke his leg. Yeah, it's that that was oh God, that's one of those tackles that you look at and you cringe so hard. Because yeah, you're those. like, so many things can go wrong with a tackle like that. And it's exactly. not like it's a dirty tackle. It's just how he fell. Exactly. Yeah, those those tackles are definitely tough to watch. I agree with you, bro. And for the Bengals, I just you're, – you're right. Joe Burrow really didn't get a lot of reps in, in training camp this year. No preseason. So he, he was going to struggle a little bit. 
and they picked it up. So they could have easily won the game, and nobody would say, oh, Joe Burrow threw four interceptions. They should have. If their long snapper's not hurt, they, they wouldn't have yeah. given him twice. Exactly. Exactly. And this is be, and, and lastly, before we move on to uh, the, the Eagles and the Lions, you cannot like, – it goes right to your point. You can't you can't um, underrate special teams. Just can't. You know, I think we just expect, oh, yeah, PAT. Cool. I, I yeah. literally had the game won for them. You know, people people go people go to the fridge after the touchdown because they yep. think, you know automatically we'll just see seven when I come back to the screen. Mm-hmm. And I can't do that. Can't do that, man. You cannot you cannot underrate special teams, man. You have to. It's a, it's a key factor. It's it, why it the really, Packers lost last year. It's why the Packers lost, and it's such a important thing when it comes to field position as well. Your whole play calling changes depending on what happens after a mm-hmm. punt, after a kick. So. Um, you know, we, you know, again, we love offense, we love defense, but we gotta also look at special teams as well. It's not, the, it's not the sexiest type of type of style, but it's very, it's very key to winning the game. One and one thing for me too. I, I think the Bengals online is gonna be better than that. Well, we talked, <laughs> we talked about this earlier. But <laughs> yeah, they, was, I mean, yeah, how much worse could they like, get? How much money did they spend again? On all A lot of money. What they bring Shit. over? Ted Karras. Uh, they Final traded. Collins. Yeah, they got somebody from the Bucks too. Did they get Kappa? I believe so, yeah. Kappa, yeah. So they they upgraded it big time, but like we said, take some continuity being built over the course of the season for them to get right. Yeah. Quick stat. How many sacks do you think Joe Burrow's been on been on the wrong side of over his last three and a half games? I'm gonna say twenty four. You're spot on. Great. 24 times he's been sacked in three and a half games. Unbelievable. Absolutely yeah. unbelievable. They need to figure that out. They need to figure I, that listen, out. I can't do another Andrew Luck situation. Can't go through it again. Luck. Yeah. You ever listen to that Luck podcast? I actually never got a chance to. I never. I know you, so you had talked about it. Yeah. So good. Highly recommend if nobody's listened to it. Very, very well done. Um, listen, you talk about well done, probably the game of the week, which didn't really expect. I thought the game would be good. Did not expect a 38 to 35 game from the Eagles and the Lions. Um, it looked like for a, for a quick second that it was going to get, you know, out of control. The Eagles were going to run away with everything. Lions came a storm in the back 14 in the fourth quarter. Um, but they obviously could not. You know, make the full comeback, but hell of a game. Very entertaining to watch. And let me tell you something. Jalen Hurts might run for about 800 yards. And if it's anything like this first game, AJ Brown going to have about 1,700 <laughs> because that was his number one target. I think he had 10 catches, 150 something, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, he definitely, yeah, definitely over over a buck and uh, ten catches. Yeah, and then Hertz had a had a rushing touchdown. Miles Sanders had a rushing touchdown. Um, I think Gainwell had a rushing touchdown as well. Like there were some, like that's what the Eagles want to do. Like obviously they trade for AJ Brown and you have Devonta Smith there, so you're going to be able to pass the ball. And obviously you want to see the improvement from Hertz in the passing as well. But like they're a running team. They were they. They were the best running team in the league last year, which I did not know. Yes. I, I yeah, thought that they were good, how, obviously, but I did not know they were the best. 
that's how they got to uh, the playoffs, running that football, because we know Hurts wasn't the best in the pocket. They were yeah. running that rock, man. Um, and then the other thing, listen, DeAndre Swift looked mighty good in this game. Best best game of his career. I think he had he had over, uh, I might he might have had over a buck twenty. I can't I can't remember how much. I think he had a touchdown as well in this game. Amon Ross saying Brown looks pretty solid. I, I, man, I just want the Lions to be good. Yes, I yes. really do. Well, let me tell you, if the Eagles are going to put up points like that, and I think their defense is going to get a little bit better over time. Listen, old week one, don't overreact, okay? But, God, did they look real good on offense. Yeah, they did. They did. They definitely did. I just feel like um, the Lions, I think if you're outside of, if you're outside of being an NFC North fan, I think a lot, of, I think everybody's rooting for the Lions <laughs> to be successful. Uh, just watching hard knocks and we, we know the history of this team and, you know, how many years the lack of lack of playoff bursts and things like that. And just the, the bad luck and the 0 16 seasons, they, they fight, they fight, they fight to the end. Yes. It was another heartbreaker. It didn't go in the win column for Detroit, but they don't just lay down. They don't just lay down. So it, it speaks to their head, that head coach. And it speaks to those guys, you know, that that step on that field every Sunday. So they're I, I just they just need to keep doing what they're doing, man. I like their identity. I like their mindset. I think they're gonna be really good going forward. I just think again, they need to find a, a court. They need a they need a guy. They need a guy. <laughs> they need a guy. I tweeted out before even before that guy heard. I said he's not that guy. No, that never was not that, that guy. You're not that guy, pal. The Lions need a guy because if they could get a guy with the with Swift, Hawkinson, Jameson Williams comes back, Omar St. Brown. Now the pa- Packers are. Tra- I think the Packers. It's not overreaction. I just I just don't see them. They could have. They could still have a good season, but I don't see them being like the cream of the crop of the division. I agree. Like we've seen in years past. So I agree. It's, it's much more parity in that NFC North now. So if they get if they get the guy, <laughs> I think they they can definitely be primed for for some success going forward. And then Philadelphia again, this is what they want to do. This is what Nick Sirianni wants to do. He he came from the Colts, that Colts offense where they had Jonathan Taylor. They want to run the rock. They want to run the rock, pound the football. Our offensive line is better than yours. We're going to push you down the field all four quarters. And and if you're not a fan of that, then try to stop us. Imagine Lamar on that Lions O line. And listen, they don't get a contract done. I don't think he's going to the Lions, but we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that when we get uh go into the, the 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 Ravens and the Jets. Vince, what's going on, brother? Appreciate you stopping by. Um, but yeah, the Eagles look good. Oh. They look good, they look good, and they look and right now with the status of, of Prescott, they look primed to win this they, division pretty handily. Cake walking it. Right. Yes, I completely agree. Uh, what one game that I thought would be a cakewalk ended up not being a cakewalk was an AFC South matchup <laughs> <laughs> between the Colts and the Texans. This game was the Texans were up, and I was like, okay, all right, Texans are are doing all right. And I think the Colts kind of realized let's let's start to play some football now. Let's put some some consistent drives together. Let's try to get things going. They started to come back and. They 17 just, in the fourth quarter. 17 in the fourth quarter. Jonathan Taylor, 
What can you say? What can you say? Literally, like I, like I talked about Nick Chubb carrying the team on his shoulder pads. He's carrying the team, you know, the, the front office. 31 carries for 161 and a tud. And say, first of all, that offensive line, Kelly, Nelson, those guys. Quinn Nelson Except, got a bag. Yeah, he did get a bag. He deserved well, – well-deserved, obviously. Oh, yeah, obviously. Best, no, best guard in the league, and it's not even close. Yeah, no, like, no, no like the Trent Williams thing is is him but in a guard version. Like Trent Williams is so much better than every other tackle, and he's so much better than every other guard. 100%. 100%. And I just think the Colts, they need more um, explosiveness on the outside. They have – I like Pittman. He's cool. Big he's cool. Could he be a wide receiver one? Maybe. To me, he looks like a two. A wide receiver, okay. too, to me. I think they need to find an explosive wide receiver on the outside, take the top off the defense, get yards after the catch. Because with this, with, with, you have a you have this guy and Taylor in his prime, ready to rock. You have to, you need, you need a you need a counter move. You need a counter move off that play action. When yep. you do a play action, who are you who are you throwing <laughs> the football to? Like in Minnesota, if you play, if Dabakus has got it going. And they play action. You got Jets over there. You got Thielen over there that Kirk Cousins can throw the ball to. The Colts don't have that. See, I have- think Pittman can be a one, but I, but it's Pittman, the Grand Canyon, and then there's wide receiver too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, what it is. Like it. that's that's the real problem to me. It's like, listen, go ahead and play action. I'm double covering Pittman, even if he's blocking. I agree. I agree. They need they need to and not, not just that wide receiver, a tight end too. Mo Ali Cox, he's he's yeah. he's cool. He's cool, but he's he's not really a, a game changing type tight end. No, in, in the NFL, he's a, he's a calm he's a calm tight end. That's what we call him, calm. Um, <laughs> so, I think if they get that, then they're good. Matt Ryan, yeah, you know, was he throwing some ducks? Yeah, yeah, he was throwing some ducks. Need to trade for Kenny Galladay. I mean, hey, if he can revive that, the career, to me, that's not. I mean. I think we're I think we're still just living in that those Detroit years. To me, he's not a he's not a game changing wide receiver in my opinion. I think they they could use. I don't really know who's out there right now on the market per se, but they got it. Maybe they have to do it in the draft. They have to find it fast, pretty much. Yeah. They have to find it fast because we know the shelf life of running backs. This yeah. guy's got thirty one carries in week one, <laughs> so. Who who knows what his carry number is? He got 31 carries, CJ, and they threw the ball 50 times. Matt Ryan was 32 of 50, and he still got 31 carries. Insane. Insane. So yeah, they they, you know this ended in a tie. I feel like this is more of a W for the Texans, even though it's a tie. Uh, I think the Colts, again, the Colts, the talent is there, the defense is stout. Shaq Leonard. Uh, DeForest Bruckner, those guys, Stephon Gilmore on the outside, Kenny Moore up there in the secondary as well as safety. Robert Woods should have been the move. I wouldn't have hated Robert that. Woods would have been a good move. It would have been a good move. I agree. That's a good move for them. Two USC guys? Of course, yeah, that's yep. Christian one. Uh, that's, a, <laughs> that's what he went. Yeah, Woods, Woods, Woods is really good. He was good uh, before he got hurt. But this is the Colts, man. They need to – you start. They need. To, listen, it's early. Like I said, it's very early. We don't know what's going to happen um, going forward. But 
they need to be consistent, man. They need to be consistent because Frank Wright is on a to me is on a hot seat. He can't. This is it. This is it. They don't make the playoffs this year. He's gonna get fired. He's gonna oh, get fired. absolutely. Yeah, he's gonna get fired. So um, I'll, I'll say this. I think now listen, I don't think it's possible because of the AFC, but if like they lost the division but still made the playoffs, I, I think you would get fired there too. Like you have to win the division this year. You have the best team. Yes, yes, they have to win the division this year. I agree. I agree. That that division <laughs> that division is back there. CJ, nobody in the division won a game over the weekend and two of them played each other. I did see I did see that graphic. I did <laughs> see that graphic online. That was definitely I was just shaking my head like wow. That's again, we, we knew we knew this is the worst division in football. Oh, I mean so it's not even close. We weren't we weren't surprised. Texans, Mills. He's uh he sh- he shows some flashes. He shows some flashes here and there. He's you know he's solid. He is not that bad. Yeah, he's not that bad. He's not that bad. He's definitely not that bad. Um, he again, Cooks is that's that's a guy I would like to see on a contender again for sure. I feel like he's just wasting his prime in Houston, in my opinion. But yeah, Mills Mills looks solid. They need a they need a uh, Pierce supposed to be that bell Kyle, bell Kyle back. Um, you know, didn't they, even they, do anything. Yeah, he didn't have a great game. He didn't have a great game in week one. This, um, according to this, he didn't even have a carry. Well, at the rushing stats, it says Burke had 14 for 40, Jeff Driscoll one to five, and Davis Mill had two carries for a negative one yard. Wow. Wow. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. Maybe he's injured. Um, we'll, we'll find out um, within uh, the next few days. But this was, a to me, like I said, this is a win for Houston because they were battling with one of the best – um, teams in, in the AFC. I, I think they're one of the best teams from a complete standpoint. They have a really good defense. They have a really good offense because of Jonathan Taylor. And they were right there with, with, with this team. So uh, it was a tie. And we'll see what happens with the Colts, man. I'm just, they, you know, they're kind of like the Chargers too. Like they, 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 they show flashes like, oh man, this team's going to be really good. And then they lose games where it's like, come on, you really lost to, to these guys. So, I don't disagree. All right. So, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, we're going to go to the Ravens and the Jets now. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> that next game, I don't even know what we're talking about. So, you know. So, we got pa- Patriots, Dolphins. Connor, you go first. CJ, you lied to me. You lied. You, 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 I lied you... to myself. I lied to myself. <laughs> I lied to myself, man. Talking about, oh no, I had him a seven and ten. Come on, bro, we're not going to be that bad. But we're terrible. Listen, and I'm not supposed to overreact. I don't think I'm overreacting. I think it's going to be a long year for us. I mean, CJ, I say this almost every time we talk about the Patriots. I cannot fathom. It does not go through the peanut-sized brain that I probably have. That we are in 2022, and that is the Patriot wide receiver court. I I can't believe it. Devontae Parker didn't do anything. The one time he looked like he was going to do anything, ball gets first drive for us. Looking great. Matt goes deep. Jump ball for him. Nothing. Tipped ball, interception. Okay. Good job. Love that. Then this man gets absolutely bodied 
Fumble, touchdown. Okay, cool. Fourth and seven, 35 seconds left in the half. On their own side of the 50, you give up a you give up a, a touchdown to Jalen Waddle on a slant route. That was the with game. Three right people there. around you. That was the game right there. Three people around you. And you give up and you give up the slant route. Touchdown. Um, and the only touchdown we scored was this man, Ty Montgomery, doing a barrel roll into the end zone because he fell. And but good thing there was nobody within 30 yards of him. So that's how they scored. I mean, I guess there's some solace in the fact that like it was only like we had capped him to 20. So I guess the defense did play pretty solid. Um, I still think I expected more from the defensive line because all I heard was that they were absolute demons and that they were going to be so good. I mean, I think they had a couple sacks and some and like seven pressures or something like that. Listen, with these corners, I'm gonna need you to ramp it up, big boys. Gonna gonna need a lot more because uh, I don't think we're gonna be able to cover for too long. So I'm gonna need some pressure on the quarterback. But oh, and then I, how can I almost forget the most useless wide receiver I've ever seen in Nelson Aguilar? Over the middle. Tucks the ball away, takes a step, you know, does all the proper things just to make sure that he can fumble the ball. Because, you know, maybe if he gets hit right away, you know, you didn't make a football move, not a fumble. The Patriots drive keeps on going. No, you did all the things to make a football move just to fumble just so we wouldn't have the ball. I trade him to planet Mars. Listen, Elon, you want to go to Mars? I got your first test subject. (laughs) So go ahead. Take Nelson Aguilar. This game was uh, this game was rough. This game was a rough game. Like you said, first drive, I'm like, hey, we moving, yeah, we moving down the field. Felt and good. I, and then I just feel like Mac just forced it. Um, tip pass interception. I'm just like, uh, okay, all right, man. Okay, cool. One series, it's nothing. My problem is the offensive coordinator. Battle, debate, uh, family, whatever, whatever it's called, duo, trio. It's not. I just feel like you're doing Mac Jones a disservice, having a guy that's never been an offensive coordinator in his entire career, not collegiate, not NFL, ever, calling plays for a second-year quarterback. It makes no sense to me. Um, it kind of it speaks of a little bit of arrogance from Bill. Um, it's just can I can I tell you a quote that I heard from Steve Young? Okay, yeah. You know me; I always listen to the Michael K. Show. They have Steve Young on every week. Um, he said, you know, I heard Bill Belichick say maybe a couple of years ago that you know a defensive guy could call offensive plays because they he knows what they're looking at, blah blah blah. And he said, he said to himself, Bill. Offensive geniuses can't play off, can't call offenses correctly. They can't call offense correctly. You think a defensive guy, somebody who's literally never done it, can, can call the offense? And we have two people doing it because they still won't come out and say who it actually is. So is it Joe Judge or is it Matt Patricia? Either way, it's terrible. Joe Judge was the one who called for a QB kneel 
with the Giants on like a, a third and 14 when they were backed up on their goal line. So, you know, don't really want to hear too much about him calling plays and then Matt Patricia, you know, first of all, got fired from the Lions for being <laughs> terrible and everybody hated him. Yep. And and now he's calling plays? Like, yeah, bro, I'm I'm great. Yeah, the run game wasn't really going either. Uh, Damian Harris really didn't – Ramondre was – I don't know what was going on with him. He was just kind of like east-west, and he's, he's more of a north-south type back. He was very hesitant after getting the ball, after carry. I was just like, what are you doing, man? And, yeah, that, that, that coordinator position, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work out. I really don't. Obviously, you want to be obviously you're optimistic about your team. It's a new season, and I'm still optimistic. I'm not saying like you know we're gonna go, you know, five and twelve. You know, I'm not going. I'm not going that far because we did we did lose the first game of the season last year and we made the playoffs. So, uh, and it was to lost to Miami. <laughs> Crazy enough, but it is different now because. It's different uh, different scenarios. Kendrick Bourne, I don't know if he's in a doghouse. He was. Did you see? I saw that like he was late to a meeting apparently, and that he he had he had two two plays or something. That's, you don't have talent at the wide receiver as it is. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that. I mean, that's that's one of Max, you know, primary targets. <laughs> he had great chemistry with with uh, with Mac last year. I don't know what to say about that game. I'll, I'll talk about Miami. So Miami, defensively, excellent. Excellent. Agba, uh, Wilkins on that defensive line. Obviously, Xavier Howard, Jones, those dudes get it done. They're really good at what they do. You know, you know what my problem was, though, CJ? What's up? Byron Jones was out for the game. He didn't even play. Yeah. So why do, why do you not attack? That, that how are you gonna? How are you gonna? How are you gonna re- attack? You know, a side that where when the other side, you know, is equally equally as worse. So, <laughs> well, but I'm, but I'm saying, why, <laughs> how do you not? How do you not go after the corner that's not even supposed to be there? That that long play to Bourne on that on that pass from Mac was against the backup corner. Why did you not do that more? I mean, because we have a you know an offensive coordinator that's never been an offensive coordinator in his entire NFL coaching career, you know. Just, but uh, Miami, they're the San Francisco Dolphins. That's what they look like to me. Uh, Tua is Garoppolo, yeah, um, and Tyreek is Debo. Yep. <laughs> so, and then Waddle is just you know extremely fast and you know gets yards after the catch. He, to me, he's better than Ayuk, so I will, I'm not even going to do that type of comparison. Right. But but that's that's what they look like to me. Defense, run the football, and quarterback, listen, you know you're limited. You know you can't throw the ball deep. Here, take this take this 7-yarder, take this 10, 15, and let Tyreek and Wild Make sure it's accurate. Don't 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 underthrow it. Don't overthrow it. Make sure it's right in their hands so they can get the yak, and then you got a touchdown on your stat sheet. That's their offense to me. Um, and – you can win that way because the 49ers have won. They went to the Super Bowl. Uh, they went to multiple NFC Conference Championship games yeah. that way. So uh, that's exactly where Mike McDaniel came from. So he's very used to this. I know he's probably patient. He's patient with Tua. Tua's not that. 
he's not that guy. He's not that I, guy to me. Now nah, let's let's see. Never been a let's see. guy. Now let's see the whole season. I want to see the whole season. But to me, looking how they played, I really felt like if we just had any type of life and just energy on the other side of the football, it could have been a much more competitive game because I didn't see a lot from Tua to where it was like, oh, like, okay, whoa, this 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 guy has transformed himself into a, you know, a whole different type of guy. I didn't see that. I still saw the same guy. I still saw them play call. The play calls be what I expected to be for you know his skill set. So um, good win by good win by Miami. They have our number. They have our number. Whether Four it's in Miami, yeah, whether, yeah, whether it's in Miami, Foxborough, they they just somehow, some way, are able to get a dub against us. And and Mac is now zero three against the Dolphins. Two has four consecutive wins against Bill. That's it. That's, that's all I have to say. Right that's what the, uh, that that's that's a good ender for that for that game. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, in another team in the AFC East, the Jets. Oh. Rough. I you know this was this was a you know a little mini storyline. Flacco going up against his older squad. Flacco got hurt, and then you know Lamar took the reins and took over the team. Now Flacco's, you know, he's he's starting now. Now that Zach Wilson is is unable to, to was able, unable to play in Week One because of the injury he suffered in the preseason. It's not it's not much too much to say about this game. Baltimore no, did Flacco what they is not a starting or is not a quarterback in the NFL anymore. That's all I have to say. Oh, I, yeah. I know he's a backup. Like even as a backup, he doesn't deserve to be that. He is awful. Like he's really bad. <laughs> and yeah, like it I'm, gets it kind of it's mixed up because if you look at his stat line. Like he had 307 yards of touchdown interception. So you're like, oh, maybe it wasn't that. No, it was terrible. 59 pass attempts, too. 59. Yeah, the Jets. I just don't know what their identity is. I know they I know Salah wants to play defense. I get that. I get that. But on offense, it's like, what's their identity? Who's their who's their go-to guy on the offense? Will it be Garrett Wilson? I hope so. I mean, I would hope so. Paul, they picked up Uzama, but he wasn't a game-changing tight end. Um, he, to me, he was more of a product of Burrow and, and that and that scheme and all those other guys around him. And so he was much more open than, than what he's ever going to be with the Jets. So, and I'm not so sure about that. Again, Ravens, they did what they needed to do. Run the football, play defense. Lamar has some really pretty nice passes down the field. I'm, I'm, I still have I, I didn't nothing changed from my concerns about the wide receiver position over there, as well. Um, so Mark Andrews looked looked solid, but yeah, that's 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 really all, all my thoughts on this game, man. Um, I, I, oh, and then that's this game. But now the discussion of the contract situation with Lamar Jackson and him not signing an extension. It was reported. That they offered him two hundred and forty nine mil. I could be wrong. You could. Is, is let, me, that, let, me, let me look it up. Yeah, I, I believe that was that was the number, and he wanted something around what this. Uh, it could it could be a different number, but he wanted. I think he wanted more than than Deshaun. So it says he declined Baltimore's two hundred and fifty million dollar extension, um, with one hundred and thirty three million guaranteed. So he wanted. So he wants a fully guaranteed deal. He wants Deshaun Watson. 
that's yeah that's what it's that's what it sounds like to me and i mean the browns the browns pulled the you know the browns did a minnesota with the with the go with the go bear situation you know they <laughs> they kind of messed it up for everybody else yep so now these uh these these agents and lamar's representing himself um and these you know these quarterbacks listen look look what this guy got he sat a whole year and he got you know xyz going on off the field he just got a a full bag he doesn't have an mvp i do a full bag. He got a full bag. I'm gonna need that too. I'm gonna need that too. And um, he deserves that. He deserves that. Listen, you can say whatever you want about, you know, pocket awareness. Sure, he's not. He's not a perfect quarterback. He's not a perfect quarterback. But he deserves that money. Um, without him, they're poverty. And they, um, they. So, so this is going to be interesting to see what happens in the off season. It's going to be interesting to see what happens this season. I know Lamar's going to go out. He's going to ball. I'm pretty. That that stuff's in the back of his mind right now. He just wants to win help his guys. I know he's not, no one's thinking about the money right now, but it is going to be a discussion. And I, you know, I hope they're able to get some wins. I think they're going to be really good and, and win some games, but if they start losing, this is that, that, that topic is going to come up over and over again. And I could already see it now, how it's going to play out. Oh, I, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, he's betting on himself. And, and I guess I heard this on when I was listening to Pat, um, I guess because obviously if he doesn't sign the contract, he doesn't get what he wants. They're just going to franchise him. They're not going to trade him. So I guess like even if they franchise him the next like three years, because especially after the second year, that's when you really like start getting the money because like it's like ten percent more than like what the fran. No, actually it's after the first one. I think the first franchise tag it's the whatever. Then the second one you get like a ten percent extra because they franchised you again, and then after that it's like twenty percent. So I guess with that math, he would make more and a franchise tag is guaranteed too. Yeah, but this so, is a one it's just one year. That's what yeah, I'm saying. That's, but, you don't have the you don't have the long term uh, security, right. But the guarantees if they did do that to him is more money than the 144 million guaranteed. Apparently. Right. Yeah, I it's just so like I guess if you want to bet on yourself three times, you could technically Make more guaranteed money than a whatever, probably a ten-year contract that they would have made him sign. Yeah, you're working a fine line doing that, especially in football. Especially <laughs> oh no, I, I agree. No, I, know, no, I know what you're saying. No, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying that for that um, that if that mindset in general, if you were to if you were to think like that, which I I doubt he is, um, because obviously he wanted more money, <laughs> so obviously he wanted that long term security, but. Man, I hope they get it figured out. I really do. I, I like him on the Ravens. Uh, you know, I feel like it was a perfect fit. It was a match made in heaven. You know how they they, they uh, went back up in the draft in the first round to go get him, and you know now he's done great, done wonders with the team ever since becoming a starter. So, like you said, winning the MVP. So I hope we don't get a situation where it starts to get ugly, and uh, we you know we we kind of see a different side of the whole thing. All right, we got the Jaguars and the Washington Commanders. A game that I really didn't see too much of. I kind of caught the highlights a little bit. I kind of caught the highlights um, the next day. Jags, it's, you know, there's a different energy around Jacksonville now. Doug Peterson, <laughs> Doug Peterson, second year quarterback Trevor Lawrence, supposed to be the guy, the next greatest thing since Andrew Luck, all these, you know. Andrew Luck, John Elway. 
yeah, it's a, you know, our ran just outlandish takes. They took it. They took it out. The commanders, Carson Wentz. I think I just feel like. Once Emmanuel Avenue was on to a good start, though. It's a, it's it's a, it's up to a good start, but it, they're they're not they're not an exciting offense to me. McLaurin is start. obviously excellent. Yeah, he's excellent. He he really is. Gibson lost his starting spot, which is crazy. But I guess Ron Rivera is not a fan of you know what he's been doing in, in camp and practice. So I don't know what to, I don't know what to really say the Jaguars. I and I didn't expect them to to win the game. Yeah. I didn't expect them to win this game. Um, so I just think the Commanders. It's gonna it's gonna come down to, to your guy. <laughs> it's gonna come down to your guy Carson Wentz. How well can he play? How well can he play? I think Chase Young will come back. We'll be back soon. I know there was some. Uh, you know, some, you know, friction or bad vibes, you know, some bad vibes between him and the front office. You know, he participated in a camp and, you know, didn't tell them. And I think he had a little injury. Yeah, so that's why he's out. So, yeah. So that's, you know, there's definitely some, some issues going on with that. But I feel like the NFC East, I think the Eagles are the favorites, but, you know, Hurts, he looked good, but he didn't look, Outstanding, so I think I'll work on the accuracy for sure. Yeah, see, that's that's and that's the key. That's the key for him. I mean, that's that's the main key. Yeah, and uh, let's Sorry. go, let's go. Um, so yeah, I just think they, they have they have an opportunity. If if Wentz is just just doesn't get in his own way, that's you really wonder what I think about this game, CJ. Yeah, it's like if you're a Commander fan, congratulations. You just got the entire Carson Wentz experience in one game, literally in one game. Exactly. Because, like CJ, I'm sure you saw it in the highlight. That pass to McLaurin for that touchdown. There are not a lot of quarterbacks that can make that throw. Like that was a very good pass. And then you see that he has oh two interceptions on on the marker. Okay, maybe let me go check out the interceptions because you know interceptions can be deceiving. Maybe it bounced off a wide receiver's hand. A screen pass. This man threw it directly to the defensive lineman. It like I have never seen anything like it in my life from a quarterback that it's like, oh my god, you can be that good, and then it's like, you're terrible, <laughs> like, and, and it's within thirty seconds of each other, because he can make that great play. Say Scary Terry got tackled at the one, the next play he literally could have thrown an interception trying to throw the ball behind his back. Like that's what he does. You know what he reminds who he reminds me of in terms of like uh, NBA player. Who, let me see if you think. What thing I'm gonna say? Inconsistent, but when he's can I get a hint here? Um, let's see. Damn, I don't want to give it away. I don't want to give it away. But let's say uh, you meet team. I'm very dumb, CJ. Oh, that's too easy. That's too easy if I give you a team. I don't think that's... CJ. I think you underestimate him. All what right, conference? I'll... Western Conference. Is this? Uh, I'm see. I'm it's lost. Exactly right. how you explain Wentz just now is exactly what the player that I'm talking about. Is it Ryan Colt? Russell, Russell Westbrook. I, mean, exactly. I, don't, I don't hate it. I really don't. That's exactly. 
That's exactly who he reminds me of. I bro. don't hate it. <laughs> get the good with the bad. You get the good and the bad, man. You just gotta hope <laughs> the good outweighs the bad. And that's exactly what bad. Russ is. That's exactly that's a, where Carson that's is. That's a good comparison. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's Facts. why CJ is host of, the, of Count the Bucket, baby. <laughs> that's why. Another game that we're going to dive into is the Giants and the Tennessee Titans. Now, I got I got I got a lot of friends that are Giant fans, and you know they've been you know shout out Quan, Oscar, Vic, my guys. They've been uh, you know they've been getting on me obviously because my Pats lost last week and oh this day last week. And I was saying Giants who you know Giants are ass, Giants suck. You know before the season started, they're not going to do anything and. And they come out and they, you know, they they fight. They fight under the new day ball regime. Saquon. See those dance moves in the locker room? Doing he's getting down in the locker room. I see say when you when you protect, when you get guys that can block for Saquon Barkley, this is what I've been trying to tell you. If you get some guys that can block for this guy, this guy's electric. Yeah. And this guy's coming off a torn, he had a torn ACL a couple years ago. Look, look how look how electric this, this guy's a for one sixty four. And six catches for thirty yards. Uh, so, you know, so, yeah, I, you know, I drafted the guy in fantasy. Just, just, just a great, just a great pickup by the kid. And he said, "Just so like, He definitely is. He definitely is. He was, he was going crazy. He was going crazy um, on Sunday. Um, and and Saquon getting that two point conversion, throwing the ball down, getting in the dude's face, like, "Yeah, what's up? You know, I, I'm here." And the I first was, thing that I. I'm, what gives me good vibes about this team? Listen, I still think they're going to be ass. Don't get me wrong. But like, <laughs> but, but like you can see it. Like I feel like you can tell when players actually care for their coach. Like Saquon, the second he scored, goes over to Dable, celebrating, hugging with him, Sterling Shepard hugging him in the in the locker room. In a little says a lot. Room. Hey, says hey. a lot, man. It says a. <laughs> it says a lot. Says a lot. Now, yeah, you know this. The Titans, the Titans, the Giants are kind of the same. Just different, different conference. Great, great running back, mid quarterback defense. I think the Titans' defense is better than the Giants' defense, but I just think the Giants' defense is a lot younger. Um, and and that's that's really it. Dayball is obviously a new head coach, and Vrabel is obviously more seasoned. But I think their identity is very similar. And and Daniel Jones, he's just gonna have to just again not mess it up. He's one of those not mess it up quarterbacks. Oh. So that's 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 a, that's a cata that's a category that we have to put some of these quarterbacks. Garoppolo, Tua, uh, Wentz, Daniel Jones, Tannehill, maybe Mac. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, you got to you got to put him you got to put him in that category and. Play defense, run that rock, run the rock. And, you know, you got to hope some of those guys on the outside, Galladick, there is Tony, Wendell Robinson, those guys step up and try to make some plays for, for, for Danny as well. But great win, gritty win by the Giants. Giant fans are going crazy, and then they get to go uh, – I forgot who they're playing in week two. We'll, we'll, we'll look it up here soon. But um, get the first home game um, is next week. So I, I know those fans are going to be rocking at MetLife. Damn, I really – I know we're going to look at it, but I thought I knew it off the top of my head, and I can't remember now. It's annoying me. Um, I think – no, it's not the Bears. It can't be the Bears. 
I don't know. We'll figure it out. We're, we're going to it later. Yeah, like you said. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Saquon looked electric. I mean, he's leading the comeback player of the year after game one. And, um, man, how – listen, Malik Willis looked real good in the preseason. I wonder if you – No. No? No. No. Don't no, do no, that time. I, don't don't okay. don't okay. don't put him on a no. He let him sit. Let him sit. Let Tanner let let Tannehill let Tannehill take that, bro. Because here's what's gonna happen. I say I agree with you, but yeah. in this world, that's not allowed to happen. I know. I, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, we know this is a mic, we're in a microwave society. We want everything fast. So I, I get it. Malik Will's chance by week four. I'll put my money on it. Wow! 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 I can't go that far because I feel like Vrabel does have a lot of Belichick in him, and he's you know he likes to you know just let things play play out. I don't want. No, no, I didn't say starts. I said chance. My bad. I don't know if you. Oh, chance. No well, chance. And I, I, I oh, get yeah. you. Yeah, I get you. Um, I don't want Malik Willis out there because they're not against. I don't think. Okay, it's early. I don't want to overreact so so crazy. Um, I just but, don't think. How you lose AJ Brown? I mean, who's replacing that? Yeah, they got Traylon Burks, but he's not. And, in and didn't their best pass rusher tear something? Their Harold Landry towards ACL. Yeah, their linebacker. Yeah, right. I mean, so. Yeah, I mean, they. St- I mean, they, they still have. A, they still have a good defense. They lost by one. They lost by one. Derrick Henry got rocked by Tay Crowder. Did you yeah, see that? There. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That that hit was bodied crazy. Him. Bodied him. He got bodied. And that's what happens sometimes when you run straight up. When you run straight up like that. You could get rocked. Yes, I know Derrick Henry 6'3", 240. But if you don't see it, you're liable to get popped. It happens. Actually, yeah, exactly. He's used to doing that to other people. Exactly, yeah. He's, he got probably got up and was like, hey, yo, what was that? <laughs> he got a taste of his own medicine, man. He definitely did. And like I said, I don't want to overreact too much. They did lose by one. It's not like they got blown out by the Giants. Giants had to get a two-point conversion to get it. I, listen. And they missed a field goal to end the game. And they missed a field goal. I think it was like 45 yards, too. So we weren't talking Brandon McManus, 64, which, God, I can't wait to get to that Monday night game. But um, (laughs) Facts. So I'm going to pump the brakes. But I am concerned about their outside threats, their threats on the outside for Tennessee. I am concerned about that because you load up the box. I'm putting eight, nine. I'm putting eight in the box. Easy, easy. Every time. Every time. Every time. So let, let whoever you got. On the outside, beat us. I'm not letting Derrick Henry go for 220 in the tud, a two tud. I'm just not, no way, no way, not happening. It's not happening. So uh, we'll see what happens going. For, we'll see. We'll see what happens for for Tennessee going forward. But I do not want Malik Willis. He needs to sit, get mental reps. Hopefully, he's you know it's only up to him. It's going obviously it's up to him on how great he wants to be. But uh, if I'm him, I'm getting mental reps. I'm learning. I'm just soaking everything in right now. I, I, they shouldn't even. Malik Willis shouldn't even be in their thoughts right now. <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, Speaking of, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, listen, a little concern. I, was, you know, I didn't say that the Chiefs were all of a sudden going to fall off a cliff, but I thought, you know, maybe it takes a little bit for them to get used to not having Tyreek there. Wrong. You know, 44 points in the first game. Um, and honestly, the Cardinals scored 21, but I think 14 of it when it was when the game was already like 35 yeah, to 7. So they barely even already count. exactly. Um, Mahomes had five touchdowns. He's doing the whole, you know, one, two, counting on his fingers thing. Um, 
Travis Kelsey's still unguardable. Um, this man, Clyde Edwards, hilarious scoring touchdowns. Who welcome, was, welcome back. yeah, I was going to say, was not very good his rookie year. Um, got hurt last year. And when he came back, wasn't very good. And now all of a sudden, the man scoring two touchdowns in the game. So, I mean, Jesus, let them start finding the running backs. And it might be a long, long time. Man, a collision course for the for the Chiefs and the Bills in the AFC Championship game. <laughs> I'm, I'm so down to see that rematch. I really like, I'm, I'm begging the, yeah. the football gods about yes. it. If it's not my boys, which, by the way, doesn't look like it. Um, I would <laughs> I would very much appreciate that happening. And I mean, you go to the Cardinals, offense looked dead. Like, I don't, and listen, I know Hopkins wasn't there, but I don't think Hopkins is changing it that much. I, so, changes a lot. Changes a lot. Yeah, he does. I get you, though. I, get, I know what you're I know what you're But saying. I mean, that was ugly. Like, I was excited awesome. to watch this game. I was like, damn, Chiefs, Cardinals, like, first game, this might be pretty good. I turned the game on. I'm like, yeah, okay, game's <laughs> over. Exactly, exactly. And I, I also, I will say, no JJ was in this game. Um, I think they were missing. I don't think Rondell Moore was there either. And I feel like somebody else wasn't there. So they were missing some pieces, but yes, they were. 44-21 opening week. That addendum might be put back in the contract. It might be. It might be this. I feel like losing Tyreek could be a blessing in disguise for the Chiefs. And I think we talked about that a little bit. We said, obviously, the negative effects. If you don't have that home run threat, you don't have that guy that could take a four yard slant 70. We talked about that. But I feel like this could make Patrick Mahomes a better quarterback. Because Did you see what he said, no, I didn't get a chance to hear what he said. He said, uh, I guess I think it was before the like before week one. He said, sorry to all the fantasy people out there. It's going to a different guy every week. And. <laughs> And that's and if they want to continue to have success, which they're obviously going to, because Patrick Mahomes is an excellent quarterback, that's gonna ha- that's how it's gonna have to be. And to me, that's good. That's good. Where you're not just, oh yeah, I know Tyreek's over there. I'm gonna just throw that instead of, oh, this guy check down. This guy's a check down. Let me make, make, let me make that throw and move the chains as opposed to forcing it 40 yards down the field where anything could happen. Tip, pass, pick, anything could happen. So. I think like I think this is gonna make him a better quarterback. This is what I this is what I talked about last year when they were three and four. I said this is what you need to do: take the checkdowns. We know you have a great arm. We know that already. We know you can make every single throw. Cool, but now you have to be methodical, slow. The reason why Brady's able to play to how he's able to play for so long is is because of that mindset. He takes checkdowns. He doesn't force the football down the field every single time. He knows he has a good arm, but. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take this check down. I'm gonna make the defense come up. Then I'll throw over the top of the defense. That a simple. I mean, that's simple. One hundred and one. All simple math, football. baby. That's it. That's it. So, uh, it's, if, if that's the case for the Chiefs now, and they're run, and they're running the ball, and it's more balanced, you're looking at it, looking at a dangerous offense. And I know again, this this division is still stacked. Um, we're about to dive into that uh, division matchup right now between the Raiders and the Chargers up next. But uh, I think the Chiefs won the biggest statement. Like I, like I just talked about with Buffalo, you know, both of those teams, they should have been in the Super Bowl. You, you, I'm talking about Kansas City and Buffalo. Like, in a so, weird yeah. way, like the Chiefs are overlooked, which is yes. 
Very weird to say because Buffalo is the odds-on betting favorite to win the Super Bowl. Then everybody talked about the Chargers, me included. I still think they were charged to win the division, by the way, and I am not going off my point. Um, but everybody talked about the Chargers because they got better. Everybody talked about the Broncos because they traded for Russ. Everybody talked about the Raiders because they got Adams. Like, everybody, oh, the Bengals are going to be great again. And all of a sudden it was like, all right, so where are you ranking the Chiefs? And it's like, oh, well, I'm taking the Chargers over them now. Bills, obviously. Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year. So then it's like, like the Chiefs shouldn't, but they can start, like, stacking chips on the shoulder, like, what do you mean you're taking these teams over? You know who the hell we are? Like, you know how good we've been the past however many years Mahomes has been here? Like, you realize that we're that team, right? Like, exactly. even last year, it still went through Kansas City. <laughs> the Bengals just ended up winning. Yes. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. So, I, yeah, it's just – like, yeah, I agree. They to me, I think they have an underdog mindset, which is scary as hell for a team like this, is the, just how dangerous they are and – yeah, I mean, you got a team like this, how for them to be think like they're underdogs or people are counting us out just because, you know, we lost that game against Cincinnati in the AFC Conference Championship game. Oh, because we lost Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's not anymore, not there anymore. So, what, our offense is not going to be the same? Okay, watch this. And I think that's how they came out against Arizona um, on Sunday. And, and they looked damn good, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it did. Speaking of looking good. I'm going to, you know, transition into this. But, you know, CJ, both of our uh, Defensive Player of the Year candidates both looked damn good, by the way. I had I had uh, Derwin James. You had you had, you had had Cleo Mack, didn't you? Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I might have been, been wrong. I thought you had Cleo Mack the whole time because I know Mack had two sacks, I think. Yeah, he did. Um, he did. I don't know how, how Bosa did in the game, but Derwin James, <laughs> I believe he had two sacks in this game, you know, so – I think I'm on track right now for, uh, for, for Durham Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, let's see. Oh, Burrow forced a fumble. Is that what I'm seeing here? Okay. So, hey, he did a little – Durham James, six tackles, a sack tackle for loss. Okay. Oh, damn. Cleo Mack had three sacks. Never mind. A1 start for him. Um, But, yeah, listen, I think the Chargers are going to be even better than what they showed in this game. Uh Bad news for them. They have to play the, the Chiefs this week in Arrowhead shorthanded because Keenan Allen, if you saw in that game, has a little uh, hamstring as well. Um, apparently his is very mild, so it's like going to be out this week. He'll probably be back next week. Uh, and then he should be you know, pretty good for the rest of the season, hopefully. But, um, yeah, man, Justin Herbert's just good at football, man. Oh, like, huh. he is just – very, very good at what he does. 26 of 34, 279, three touchdowns. Uh, Austin Eckler, 14 carries that only had 36 yards, but you know what he's capable of. Had the four catches out of the backfield for 36 yards. And then, like, you start looking at, at you know, you we just talked about it with the Chiefs, right? How it's going to be good for Hill, uh, good for Mahomes to not have Hill there, maybe because you're going to spread it around. CJ, I'm going down the list right here of their, of their receivers. Keenan Allen, four for 66, four targets. DeAndre Carter, who the hell is that? Three receptions, 64 yards, four targets. <laughs> Gerald Everett, three for 54, four targets. Austin Eckler, four for 36, four targets. Trey McKitty, three for 24 on four targets. Joshua Kelly, two for 14. And then you get all the way down to the bottom. Mike Williams, two 
<laughs> two catches, 10 yards, and four targets. Like, they talk about spreading the ball around. That's the whole goddamn team in the practice squad, it seems like. So if they're going to spread the ball around like that, you know Austin Eckler is, is better than 14 carries for 36 yards. And listen, you talk about sneaky athletic. Herbert can run a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he's athletic. Yeah, he is. He so, is. and then Khalil Mack on the other side of Joey Bosa, three sacks in the first game. It, you know, you got Derwin James, who's listen. I think healthy. I just gave all that love to Minka, and I think he's underrated. I think healthy Derwin James is the best safety in the league. I think he can come up, get get you sacks. I think he can. I mean, listen, that game against the Chiefs last year literally erased Travis Kelsey from the game. Ends up getting hurt second half and overtime. Travis Kelsey's the only reason they won the game. Goes in the so, yep. so Derwin James is unbelievable. Justin Herbert is a prime MVP candidate. Um, I think they look good. And then, you know, the Raiders looked good too. It was just, you know, some some mistakes from Derek Carr. Um, three interceptions in this game, 295, two touchdowns though. And then, listen, you talk about getting involved. Devontae Adams, first game, 10 for 141 on 17 targets and a touchdown. Darren Waller at four for 79. Hunter Renfro only, only three for 21. Um, so, you know, I, obviously they'll all get involved more. I think Carr – you know, probably getting used to to seeing Adams out there and maybe, you know, locked on him a little bit uh, through some bad interceptions. I know he was trying to force one to Darren Waller over the middle. Linebacker made a pretty good play uh, for, for the Chargers. But I think both teams are going to be really good. I mean, this whole goddamn division is going to be really good. But God, is Justin Herbert very good at football. Yeah, Justin Herbert is, is excellent at football. And like you said, you named some guys we like we never even heard of to to the uh never for those receivers. And when you have a great quarterback, you're just you're just diamond anybody, throwing dots to anybody that's hoping. And he has the arm, he has the uh the mental IQ to make all those plays. And this is a you know, yeah, like you said, the Raiders they they struggled early on in the game. And against a team like this, you kind of have to be almost damn near play perfect um, throughout the game. And and they had some some mishaps there early, turning the ball over like you talked about, turnovers leading into touchdowns. It's you know you you're, you're going to be in a bad spot. I want to see the Raiders. Can you see what the Raiders' rushing numbers were? Um, yeah. If you actually, uh, I mean, I have it right here. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the. Uh, I got it on full screen. Yeah. I uh, let's see. I think I mean you might be able to just click on the game and then yeah, you should be able to go to stats. There we go. So that's what I've been looking at this whole whole time. Technology these days. Yeah, it's a little slow. Uh, I mean, I can. But yeah, I just I just felt like they need to run the ball a little bit more and. Um, just establish more balance to their offense. You don't want Derek Carr doing everything um, for you. So we had Josh Jacobs, 10 rushes, 10 carries, 57 yards. Brandon Bolden, three carries, seven yards. So, yeah, not not a lot of, you know, rushing attempts and in, in Josh McDaniels type offense, which is weird because we're so used to seeing him in New England, at least, have, have some sort of a balance. Um, Three, yeah, three interceptions for Carr, not, not, you can't do it. You can't do it. You cannot give the football back to Justin Herbert three times. 
<laughs> you just can't. No, how no. It's just, it's not gonna, it's not gonna vote for success for you and uh, your team as a whole. So you have to cut the turnovers down a little bit. Still have to clean up that offensive line. That's the key. That's really the the main thing for uh, Vegas is that offensive line. They have to be able to protect Derek Carr, and then he also has to be able to you know have keep the ball more secure and not give up the football. So yeah, I think the Chargers they're going to be they have a good offense. They're going to win games. I just want to see if they're able to keep it consistent throughout the whole season, because we see them have great games where they ball out, they blow teams out, really good teams, and then they struggle against teams that they should beat. So yep. I, I just want to um, I just want to see if they're able to stay consistent with it throughout the course of the season. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the big question, obviously. And I'm excited if they can because, let me tell you, on paper, this is, this is the team. Yeah. You want to talk about an on-paper champion? Haven't seen one like this since the Eagles Dream Team. <laughs> For sure. Another divisional rep matchup, division matchup, the Packers and the Vikings. Matt, if you're still in here, man, tough, tough. Um, Green Bay, they went down there and, and really got waxed by the Vikings. I like their, <laughs> I like their defense. The defense looked really good. So Darius Smith, the guy that they just got rid of, and and Green Bay, that sh- should have maybe kept that guy. That would have been smart. Uh, Danell Hunter, under underrated pass rusher in the NFL, really good uh, pass rusher. He was playing well. This defense, this defense was terrible last year. So I just felt like if they were just at least, you know, middle of the pack this year with the offense that they have, you know, they should win a solid amount of games. And in this game specifically, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is is the guy. He's the main guy. In this game, Un- unguardable. He, him, Chase. You know those guys. Those guys are next up. Those guys are next up. They're they're not even twenty five yet, and they're doing the you know the numbers that they're putting up. Um, and in, they're in bodying people. Yeah, yeah. They're just you know they're they're doing things that we really haven't seen in a long time from you know wide receivers. So Jefferson's he's a monster. He's the monster. And Dalvin Cook now running the football. I like I like the Vikings. Shout out Kevin O'Connell. He, he has he's now a rookie head coach, and he got his first win against all, the big all dogs. I'm saying, is, all I'm saying is CJ, their offense looked good. The Rams' offense looked bad. Kevin O'Connell, that was the guy. <laughs> we say that, and then and then we but then but then we say McVay is boy genius, right? So it's like. You know which which one which we're one? Find is out. It? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're definitely gonna find out. It's gonna find out. What's your thoughts on this game, man? I mean, Green Bay. I mean, like Roger said, bro. He said <laughs> I'm gonna be throwing it to AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones a lot. He was throwing it to them a pretty pretty solid amount. Those wide receivers, man. Sammy Watkins, boy. When he when he was in oh. Clemson, I thought he was gonna be the guy. I thought he was gonna be it. The way the how he played at the University of Clemson, I thought he was gonna be great. And then. Odell and, and Landry, both of those, and Diggs going in the second round in that draft, crazy, with second round pick, um, just blew him out the water. And he's been on what three, four teams now. He just hasn't been able to, you know, keep a consistent. Can't stay home. healthy either. That that as well cannot cannot stay healthy. 
They got Romeo Dobbs. Uh, I think he's an undrafted rookie. What was it? Alan, was Christian Watson the one that dropped it? Yeah, I think it was Watson. Yes, I think it was Watson. Yeah, it was Watson. And, Wide um, open. That was a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, it was. Lazard was out. Yeah, Basiari was out. Yeah. Um. So you know, those, those are those are those are key factors. Lazard supposed to be is their their wide receiver one. So, um, Randall Cobb not what he used to be. More of a you know veteran type guy can make plays here and there, but not really a a guy you could rely on. Um, like like we used to seeing him in years past. So. They need to figure out that wide receiver position. I mean, you would just think, okay, we got rid of the, um, we, we got rid of Adams. We're gonna we're gonna draft one of these guys, right? We're gonna move up in the draft and you know get one of these these guys. And what did they do? Nothing. I mean, I mean, I know Watson is you know could could be a guy, but I just they they need to be more aggressive. And I, I just don't understand that for an office. They just they're just relying on Rogers to just make make everything work. You got to put some guys around him, bro. You just have to. It's like the ending of Brady in in New England, where it was like, "Hey, listen, you've done it with ass wide receivers your entire career anyway. Like, why can't you just do it now?" And Brady's like, "Bro, I'm 95. Like, <laughs> like I listen. I I I I could walk when I was 40. I need a walker now. So like, I need a little help here. I can still walk, but I need a little assistance." Facts. And uh, they just didn't. Do that for Rodgers? I mean, this could be a long year, man. Like, listen, overreaction thing, I think the Packers are still going to be good, probably still going to win the division. A lot of people haven't had the Vikings winning the division, obviously off to a good start, but it's kind of like that whole I'll give faith in, in Rodgers until somebody proves me otherwise. Like, you know, like I don't bet against Brady either. Like, I got faith in him until I'm proven otherwise. Like, yeah, I've been wrong before because he's lost some games, but. I've been right a lot more than I've been wrong, let me tell you. Exactly. Um, but CJ, here's kind of my thing. And I said this at, on the NFC Divisional game, if you remember, when they lost. Rodgers is the only quarterback that I really see who's fantastic, really good, but has to throw to specific people. Like He literally only will throw the ball to people he trusts. Sometimes you're not, they're not going to be there. Like Adams is not coming back. They're not, he, he, he's not going to get released from the contract all of a sudden. They're not going to go out and trade for him all of a sudden. You're going to have to start trusting some other guys here. And like, not maybe even if you don't trust him, you got to throw him the ball because who, who had the most targets? AJ Dillon, six targets AJ, with uh, five catches. Robert Tunn, he's been there a, few, a couple of years now. Aaron yeah, Jones back. had five. Randall Cobb had three, like everybody. And then it's, you know, some random people like Jawan Winfrey, one target, uh, Degora, I don't know, uh, two targets, Tyler Davis, one target, like you like between, all right. So let's see, that's 11 right there between Dylan and Tanyan at 16, you including Aaron Jones. He threw the ball 34 times. Like, brother, you're going to have to start spreading the ball around. Somebody's not – there's no knight in shining armor coming out of nowhere. I mean, maybe Watson turns into something, and he, and I guess he could be. But, like, you're going to have to start spreading the ball around, my guy. So, yeah, and this, and, and, and this for this topic, I, I really just think about the leadership factor when we talk about Rodgers. Um, you know, people always try to compare Rodgers and Brady. Obviously, their, their careers are – 
you know, they, they go hand in hand because they played at a high level at the same time. But we always sleep on the intangibles. We always sleep on it. You never heard a teammate, ex-teammate of Brady come out and say anything bad about, about Brady. Ever. Never. Never, nope. never. But you saw Greg Jennings. You saw Jermichael Finley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We saw we saw some guys come in and say, you know, the leadership wasn't there. And when they won that Super Bowl, they had a lot of they had a lot of leaders on that team. Clay Matthews, AJ Hawk, Charles Woodson. They had some other guys. It wasn't just Rogers wasn't just the sole leader of the of the team. So uh Donald, I think Donald Driver was there. It might have Donald Driver might have been there. Uh, obviously Greg Jennings was there. They had they had, you know, alphas on that team. Now so ever since Rogers has been like Alpha, yeah, sure. Won a bunch of games, talented as hell. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen. But the intangibles, the intangibles. Mm-hmm. What's the intangibles like? And you know, for him to come out and uh, to the media and kind of bash your wide receiver crew, it's like, bro, you're about to go to battle with these guys for 17 games. I don't think that was the right answer, bro. You know, so it, it's just it's just weird to um, you know just to say that about your guys. Jennings and Finley were, were just butthurt. They didn't do anything else after they left Green Bay. I mean, I mean, you could, I mean, obviously you're a homer. Family but, doesn't like him. But they're in, they're in the, they're in the locker room, Aaron. You know, we're we're not, we don't have that, we don't have that type of access like they do. So we don't know. We don't know. But I'm just saying, you've never heard a teammate come out and say anything bad about Brady. Brady's been in the league for 23 years. <laughs> Shout out that Michael Jordan commercial. Yeah, I did, uh, did see that little promo. That was cool. That was cool during the, during the Sunday night um, football game. But, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Aaron Rodgers has to be a better leader, bro. He's he's more of a guy. He's more to himself. He's aloof. Um, you know, he's just, you know, I'm going to do me. Yes, yeah, hippie, hippie type. Yeah, I'm going to do me. But, listen, bro, like, you can't, ba- <laughs> you can't, you can't bash your – you can't bash your wide receiver core and you're you're the guy on the team. You can't do that. Listen, I don't know what they're I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're doing extra reps after practice. Maybe they're doing things like that to try to gain chemistry. I would hope so. I feel like that'd make the most sense if if, if the goal is to win. That's what they have to focus on, man. Uh, that's what they have to do. And if they're not able to do that, it's gonna be a long season. So he needs to really change his mindset a little bit and and think about how he wants to be a leader for this team. Yeah, he has all the accolades, but these last four, five, six years in the playoffs have been have been else. I haven't gone to the Super Bowl since 2011. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some things need to change, and I think it's going to have to start with 12. Yeah, all that being said, Vikings look great, though. I mean, like you said, sure. Justin Jefferson, dog. Absolute dog. Yeah, Nine pretty- for 184 and two touchdowns. Insane. Insane. Well, it was not insane. Well, I mean, I guess it was insane. Terribly bad game. 19-3, Bucks cowboys Sunday Night Football. Thought it was going to be much better. Um, obviously, the big story coming out of this one, and, of course, who broke the story? Jerry Jones after the game. You don't expect anything less. Talking to reporters, Dax, Dak hurt his hand. Um, he got surgery today. Apparently going to be out six to eight weeks, but then Jerry came out again. And was like, I'm not putting him on IR. I think he's coming back in four. So, whatever you want to believe. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if it's six to eight weeks, Cowboy season's over before it started. Like, the only team that didn't score a touchdown (laughs) the entire (laughs) week. Um, And now you're going into battle with Cooper Rush. 
and they already came out that they don't want to make a trade for like a big time, you know, backup quarterback. So that means Jimmy. Um, so he's he's not going there. Cam. I mean, if you want to sign Cam, have fun. Washed. Um, yeah, he's not. I mean, obviously we know we know he's not what he used to be, but I feel like he's better than Cooper Rush. Well, here's my thing. I, I wonder if they try and get Dalton back. Oh, he's he got cut by the got cut by the Saints. No, but he's backing up Jameis. Like, I wonder if they try and get him back for like they try and like they say they don't want a big time backup. Like, I assume they mean Jimmy because he's. I mean, to me, he's really the only big time backup there is. Yeah, exactly. Everybody else is past their prime or just not that good. Um, so I mean, there's him. Do you try and get Tyrod from the Giants? But like the Giants made him the highest paid backup in the league, so they probably want him there. You know, watch out, Danny. Um, so I don't know. Do you, you go back for Andy Dalton? But yeah, just an ugly game. Bugs defense still disgusting. Like, listen, we talk about the offense because it's Mike Evans, it's Chris Godwin, Julio's there now. Which, by the way, Julio, fastest player. On um, on the Bucks offense, fastest player. This man is like we all thought he was done. He's on that TB12 diet now. All of a sudden, he's got those. Oh, legs. he is. He is. Oh, or yeah. he just, oh wow, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, okay. he's on the TB12 now. Uh, they got him doing jet sweeps, and he's gaining ten yards. Brady throws a fifty-yard bomb down the field, makes a diving catch. Like <laughs> if you get Julio at like eighty, no, like. 70% of his prime, yeah, all right, bro, have fun. Because then, you know, you go to the goal line, yeah, Julio on one side, Mike Evans on the other. Mike Evans might be – but Mike Evans and Gronk might be the two most automatic touchdowns at the goal line I've ever seen in my life. Like, oh, I no. I have never had more confidence in a touchdown being scored. Like, like you remember, we Patriots used to go in the goal line, send Gronk out on the linebacker. I literally would walk away. I'd be like, okay, we scored another touchdown. Good job. Mike Evans could be against anybody in the league. Brady throws a fade round. I'm like, okay, well, that's a touchdown. So, he, bro, Lenny? I mean, talk about getting the legs back. I think he had, he had over like a buck something in that game. Um, yeah, so I think the Bucks are going to be good. Offense, obviously, wasn't there. Um, offensive line hurt again. You know, they don't have their center. Uh, I think their left guard – it was either – no, it might have been their left tackle. Uh, popped like yeah. his elbow. Smith. Yeah. Yeah, hurt his elbow, so he might be out for a little bit. So they're going to have to get that figured out because obviously Brady, uh, you know, breaking news, not mobile. <laughs> so he's going to need a, a wall in front of him uh, to be good. And then, you know, Godwin going out hurts him because I think even with Mike Evans, he might be their best wide receiver. He gives them, you know, over the middle stuff. He can run, you know, he's pretty fast, so he can go deep. Looked great on that first pass, that little screen that they did. And, you know, he reaches down for a pass on another one, hurts the hamstring. He'll probably be out for, you know, a few weeks. But, I mean, he gets back healthy. And, like I said, we talk about the offense because all the people on it. That defense is very good. Like, Devin White is an absolute animal. Levante David might be the most underrated linebacker to – of this generation, yes, uh, I could, I'm, I'm with you there, no doubt. No Winfrey, doubt. Doesn't, get, doesn't get enough love. No, I mean, I mean, he this he might he's like the kid Cuddy in my eyes of linebackers. You know, he was 
he was right. Like Kid Cudi had no chance. He was the end of Kanye in the beginning of Drake. Like he got no chance to be successful. But like, and Levante Davis was like, Levante Davis was like Bobby is like Bobby Wagner, Luke Kuechly. Like, oh, well, nobody's gonna know who I am now. So uh, he's very good. Winfield's a dog. Uh, you know, you just low key forget that they got Akeem Hicks from from the Bears. You know, stuff in the D line. Uh, they still have Vita Vey, who's a just a large person. <laughs> large person. Uh, and then you got Shaq Barrett still. So, a hell of a defense, I'll tell you that. They don't have to score many points a lot of times, but they can and they probably will. Yes, the defense is very good. Todd Bowles called defensive plays. Um, now the head coach now of the Bucks. The offensive line does scare me. It does. It does scare me because of like because the reasons you mentioned. But because Brady's not mobile, he's getting up there. They got to find some cohesion up there up front to to protect Brady for for sixteen more games. Because the NFC, those defenses are, are pretty solid. 49ers defense is still pretty good. Um, Saints have their number, like we talked about earlier. Maybe the Vikings could be a team that now they could get to the quarterback a little bit more often now that they got Zaire Smith now on the opposite of Hunter. So they have to figure that out. I was expecting a, a sluggish type offense from the Bucks because Brady did miss some time because he stepped away for a couple weeks. So I, I was expecting that. Giselle tweeted him, good luck. Cool. Cool. I mean, again, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't really care too much about why he left to begin with, but okay. Um, <laughs> I guess that's great. But for the Cowboys, defense looks good. Defense looks really good. Micah Parsons is dog. He's a dog. He's a dog. He's a special player. He's a really special player. And I am, I'm excited to see his career. I am. I'm excited to see how his career falls. When he has a unique number at, on defense at linebacker 11, you don't really see that. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that he automatically stands out. And he's fast. His, his, you know, his get-off is, is completely all-world. So I think he's going to be a special player in that 4-3 uh, defense under Dan Quinn. Offensively, though, it's just not a lot there for me. It's not a lot there for me. First off, Dak isn't uh, – He's not top 10. He's not top five. He's not one of these elite quarterbacks to make yeah. up for a potential subpar type um, skill uh, players on a skill position. So that, that I was concerned with that. Zeke, maybe now with Dak being out, Zeke gets to run the football a little bit more, and we get to see maybe the, the Zeke of old a little bit more. Too bad. No, he didn't look bad. He looked, he looked healthy. First off, he looked healthy. He looked like you know he was 100%, which is – which is good, but you know how long is that going to last? Taking all them hits, all those shots throughout the season, especially now where defenses and teams are expecting the Cowboys to just run the football because they don't have Dak. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see how that how that plays out going forward for for Zeke and that running offense. Pollard didn't do too much. CD Lamb didn't do anything. Hey CJ, um, what I say? That. That you know, we we thought he could be a number one, but Amari was always there being the number one, just like A B and Juju. Everybody thought once A B left, right, Juju right. was that guy. Right. <laughs> wasn't that guy last Sunday? I'll tell you that. No, nah, he wasn't. He wasn't, and it's going to be tough for me to see how that's possible now without without Dak Prescott there um, for the, the next six weeks or so. 
you know, Jerry says four. We'll see. I'll, I'll say, I'll go in the middle. I'll say five. I'll say, yeah, yeah five. I mean, sure. Why not, Jerry? <laughs> um, but if they're able to tread water, three and three, two and two, maybe Gallup comes back by then. James Washington, I know he, he hurt his foot kind of sooner to the closest of the season. So I don't know what the timetable on his, uh, his return is, but he could come back. Then they'll actually have some, you know, viable weapons on the outside with C.D. Lamb. And then, then we can see what they really look like because, granted, they, those two guys, they expected those two guys to be healthy mm-hmm. at, the start of season, at the start of the season with C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz, Zeke, Tony Pollard. If all those guys are together with about, you know, nine, ten games left, it could be it could be interesting because they do have a really good defense. Um, or they do have a really good front seven, I should say. Um, so, yeah, it's just a tough break for the Cowboys. I know they get they get so much hate and yeah, <laughs> they get so much hate and then love at the same time. Everybody talks about them, but you know it's just it's tough. It's tough for Dak. Man, I wanted to see how Dak was going to respond after that slide <laughs> that ended their season last year. Um, and uh, it's, it's uh, for his season to start this way. He's kind of had he's you know injury prone now. I guess you could say. Because he did have the ankle, he did have the the situation with his you know shoulder last year, but he played through it. Then the ankle, then the calf. He's he's been dealing with some with some injuries here and there, man. Um, and then he's a guy that likes to run too. So, uh, I mean, we have to see how how this how this plays out uh, for, for for Dak um, going forward, but. It's it's a tough a tough loss for the loser starting starting quarterback in the first game of the season, and, and then also too I'm I'm very worried because Mike McCarthy is just not a guy that I don't think the team yeah. really I don't think they respect him. Hell I don't yeah. think they respect. I, I really don't. I just feel like they they just um, they just understand. Okay, this is his role. He's he's this he has the title. Mm-hmm. But as you see, like got Jerry Jones announcing yeah right after the game. Yeah, Dak is uh, you know, Dak's gonna be out for, for four to four to six weeks. He broke his hand. Then the next day, he's gonna he's coming back in four weeks. Usually head coaches do that. You don't see the owners of the team. We talked about this a little bit um a few weeks ago. He said, you know, how he got he has his own show every week. It, you don't see he has a radio spot. A, like who does he, that? He runs he runs Dallas. He runs Dallas. He runs the Cowboys, he runs Dallas, so I get it. I get it. He turned himself into a megastar, and he did a great job. He marketed himself and the team that he owns. He did a great job at it. Great job. And and they don't win, so that's an even better job. <laughs> exactly. You market your team, and they don't win. is It's it's incredible. But football-wise, I am concerned, but it is still the NFC East where it's, it's the, the epitome of inconsistency in that division. So we'll see how it plays out. Maybe they could get their guys back at the right moment. Maybe they could strike hot and get get it going late. I don't know. But I just feel like that division is just uh, – that division is so inconsistent. You just never know. Like, we, like we're like we all we're all anointing the Eagles. The Eagles got it. They got it. It's a wrap. It's curtains. They're good to go. The division is in their hands. But like I said, we know this division. We've watched this division our whole lives. So let's just see how it plays out. Last game before we get into our week two picks. And honestly, listen, I'm just going to skip to the end because that's all anybody cares about. It's all anybody's talking about anyway. 
Listen, ugly game. Broncos fumbled it twice on the goal line. Penalties out the ass. Um, it seemed like every play was going down to one second on the game clock as well. You can thank the 12th man for that. I think you can also just thank the fact that they are still trying to, you know, get their bearings together. But fourth and five from what was it like the what was it the 46? Yeah, I think 40, 40, 46, I think. Yeah. Something like that, whatever. You you get the third down play. It gets you there to fourth and six. Time's running. Everybody, you know, hey, if you watched the Manning cast, I did. Not a fan. Um, everybody's, you're going to call a timeout here? Like, come on, what, why is the clock going down? You're not calling a timeout? What are we doing here? You're not calling a timeout. All of a sudden, it's 30 seconds. Well, well you know, they're going to call a timeout now. Maybe they wanted a little clock going just in case something happened. Still no timeout. Okay, this is a little awkward now. Clock gets down. Now they call a timeout. What? How many seconds is left? Like, I want to say like 12. Oh, yeah, like 11, I think 11, 12, yeah. They call a timeout. The the they go to a shot of Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman, which by the way, is still so weird that they're on Mondays now. It is. Like, it is weird. It, it throws me off a little bit. Yeah, I like when the game started. I was like, I was like Joe Buck, and that's oh yeah, that's right. They did they did transition to uh, to Monday night now. Twenty seconds on the play. Twenty seconds on the clock. Appreciate that. Um, they they go to them and they're talking about oh like yeah this is like, you know, kind of a weird thing, but. And then all of a sudden you hear them go, the field goal units on the and I was like, the field goal. I was like, are they fucking blind or something right now? Like they lose it in the last you know a couple of seconds of the game. The clock, or not the clock, the camera goes back onto the field, field goal units out on the field. And I'm like, and then they, they do the whole ice in the kicker thing. He misses it, and I'm like, okay, maybe they just, you know, maybe they were just hoping that they were gonna call a timeout and they're gonna run the offense back back, you know, like back on. No, 64-yard field goal to attempt to win the game. I guess they had enough leg a little bit to the left. They miss it. They lose the game. What are we doing? Special teams, you traded, man. No, no, I don't want to hear about special teams. You traded, <laughs> you traded all of those players, those picks. You gave them a $200 million-plus extension to kick a 64-yard field goal? What are we talking about? Like, and then Hackett came out today and goes, "Yeah, definitely should have gone for it." What are What are we doing? Honestly, even if he felt that way, I probably wouldn't have said it. Because now, your first game as a head coach, everybody can look at you and be like, "This guy has no idea what the hell he's doing." Like, absolutely, he has no idea what he's doing. Because, like, how do you not go for that? Especially McManus, one of eight. On career, on career field goals at sixty plus. Kickers, I just saw it on. I'm watching SPP right now. Shout out Scott Van Pelt. Love what he does on ESPN. Yeah, nice um, I I just saw kickers are like two of twenty four or something on field goals at sixty plus or sixty four plus yards. Like that's that's that was your strategy. We're gonna go. We're gonna go for that one. I I, I was. Absolutely flabbergasted, some would say, at that decision. And listen, it's not, it's overreaction Monday, whatever, blah, blah. This division is going to be really good. And if you had 
And if you had like, you know, thoughts of winning this division, you can't give games away. You cannot lose to Seattle. Everybody thinks Seattle is going to be a terrible team. Everybody thought you were going to be very good. This is the type of game that costs you a, a spot in the playoffs or costs you a division because it's you look back and you're like, how the hell did we lose that game? All the penalties, the fumbles. Listen, even that last time, CJ, there were four minutes left in the, on the, in the game when they got the ball back. Four minutes. And they went 10 plays in three minutes and got 36 yards in 10 plays. Terrible. Terrible. And that was your last play. God bless. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just a learning experience for a rookie head coach. I'm with you. They should have definitely went for it. You got a guy. It's, it'd be different if you had a you know a mid quarterback at, under center, but you got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, just new team going up against his old team in the home stadium that he won a Super Bowl. Like I felt like it was perfect. I mean, listen, you put the ball in his hands. Let's see what he does in his career. Instead, Russell Wilson's fifty-seven percent on fourth and sixes. Pretty, that's pretty damn good. That's pretty damn good. So it's like, yeah, that was just bad situation. And that's when, this is another thing I talked about too. I said, yeah, okay, you're you you could be a great play caller or a great offensive mind, but situational football, situational football. When you when it's you now, when it's you now making those plays, um, as a, as a head coach, it's completely different than you know you just being an OC and just having to worry about. Offense. Now you got to worry about everything else. Of course, new head coach, oh, Mr. Malafloor system, a terrible play calls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just it was that was that was a tough game. They needed to win that game. I agree for all the reasons you talked about. Um, Seattle, they were just playing on so much energy. The twelfth man was was definitely definitely there uh, last night. Geno Smith looked pretty solid. He looked pretty yeah. solid. There were some nice passes to Noah Fant. Really good to to DK. Um, uh, Metcalf as well. Penny got some good rushing yards. The defense did a great job of holding Denver to 16 points. I think a lot of people had some questions about that defense. They they played they played exceptionally well. You got to give credit to Seattle as well, but I do agree. You got to put the ball in, in, in Russell Wilson's hands was in the money quarter. Have to. I mean, that was that was just bad. Like that is a terror. And then to immediately the next day he came out and said that he should have done that he should have went for it. Like <laughs> this man second guessed himself before he could even before he had a full twenty four hours. <laughs> like damn. He probably was after after he, after the game. He probably was like damn. I should have you know. I should have gave it to Russ. Like I don't know what I was thinking. That's what I'm saying you think you think too much. You think when you're a head coach, it's tough. You're thinking about everything. Should we kick it? Should we go for it? I'm like, yeah, look, I got wait, wait, just I got Russell Wilson. No. Should not be it's that your, difficult. Go to your go to your sheet, call your best play, call your best fourth, fourth down play, and let's yep. go get it done. Let's go win the football game. Not McManus for 64 yards. You're gonna put you're gonna put your first game as a head coach on the hands of the kicker when you got Russell Wilson. One of eight. One of eight from, from 60 plus. Tough. That's tough, man. That's tough. But that wraps up week one of the NFL season, man. Thank you, everybody, that's been stopping by uh, and has been chopping it up with us um, as we previewed – I mean, as we re- recapped the week week one of the NFL season. Now, kind of about to do our predictions for week two, and we'll see who has the best record um, next week. We'll find out.
next Tuesday. Let's start with the Thursday night game. We kind of talked about it a little bit. We got the Chargers and the Chiefs. Who you know it? I love the Chargers, but I'm going with the Chiefs. Keenan Allen out really swings the tide for me. Um, if he was there, I'm probably picking the Chargers, even though it's at Arrowhead. I think these teams will split. So I think that this is the one the Chiefs get. Chargers getting back later in the year. I have Kansas City as well. I think the Chargers, they got the W last year at Arrowhead. I think the Chiefs, they respond and get this one back this year. We got Dolphins and the Ravens. Sneak, I think it's a sneaky good game. Who are you going with? I'm going to go with the Ravens just because it's at home. Um, yeah, I'm going to make sure I'm going to start writing these. I'm going to write these down. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the Ravens just because the game is at home for them. Um, I wasn't really impressed with them, honestly, against the Jets, especially on offense. I know that they ended up scoring – you know, twenty plus, but did not. I think that first that first half ended like ten three or something like that, or six three maybe. It was not very good. Uh, but I'll go with the Ravens here. Uh, I know the Dolphins did get them last year, but maybe they're you know Ravens payback. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm gonna go with Baltimore as well. It's their first home game of the season. I think this is this could be an ugly type game. It was an ugly type game last year on Thursday Night Football. Uh, when Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback and two, I got hurt. He was in out of the lineup due to a hand injury and the Dolphins ended up, ended up winning that game because of their defense. So I think this is going to be really an ugly, ugly type game. Both teams kind of want to do the same thing. I'm going to go with Baltimore though. I think they get it done in a close game. Uh, we got Browns and the Jets. You, uh, I'm, I'm going with, I got Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, I got the Browns. I mean, we're going to talk about this. I'm going with the Browns. <laughs> if Joe right, Flacco is still the quarterback, I, I'll never pick the Jets in my life. So all right, um, yeah, I got some more than Cleveland. Okay, and uh, we got the Commanders and the Lions. Mm. This this is this is uh this is tugging with your heart, man. It is tugging <laughs> with my heart. It's funny, man. It's funny you say that. Josh said the exact same thing yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> got I got my boy Wentz Pennsylvania Avenue, but then you got Motor City Dan Campbell over there. Loved Hard yes. Knocks, by the way. It is over. Sad, sad time in America uh, that Hard Knocks is over. But um, I'm going with the Lions, man. I am going with the Lions as well. Um, I just, I think they're going to get, they're going to get this W on their home field. I think it's going to be a great win, a great win for them, um, especially after a, a, a battle back against Philadelphia last uh, last week. Colts Jaguars, another, you know, I got another. It could be another tough. Tough matchup. I think the Colts respond and get one back on Jacksonville. I know they haven't played great in Jacksonville in years past. We know the record. We know how um, what that record looks like against Jacksonville, regardless of whether Jacksonville is good or bad. But I think the Colts, I'm pretty sure they had this game circled on their schedule as soon as the schedule came out because they know what happened last year and how it ended their season. I got Indianapolis. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, they had to. I mean, Matt Ryan doesn't have it circled because he wasn't there, but everybody else on that team and and uh, Frank Wright got to have it circled by, like, this is the reason we didn't make the playoffs last year. We're going to go in there and destroy them this time. Okay, we got the first the first uh, uh, NFC South matchup between the Bucks and the Saints. I'm going to go with New Orleans. It's, it's, at, it's, um, it's in New Orleans. I think Jameis, also a guy that, had this game circled on his calendar when he came back, when he rehabbed and he got better because he did. That's the game where he tore his ACL um, against against Tampa Bay. I'm going with the Saints in this game, 
and another defensive battle. I think they just get a couple more turnovers than that Tampa Bay defense. See, this is this is where I struggle, right? Because on Gen <laughs> Z, I took the Saints because I knew Josh was going to take the Bucks, and I wanted to be you know a little different. We got to disagree every once in a while, right. but you, I, I was expecting you to go with our boy Brady and nah, the goat. Nah, oh. man, they, they got they got these dudes number, man. So do I go with what I actually think happens or do I be interesting for the show is the question. And I'll be so, interesting for this show. Why not? Right, I'll go with the Fox. Why not? <laughs> Listen, technically, I either win on this show or I win on Gen Z. So, I mean, hey. <laughs> Can't lose. Can't lose. Panthers and the Giants. Baker Mayfield trying to respond, uh, get, get a W for his new team against the G-Men. I'm gonna go with Josh's squad. I'm gonna go with Josh's squad. I got the Panthers. I I agree with you. I agree. I'm gonna go. I think they get CMC the ball a little bit more. Hey, CMC versus Saquon, huh? Yes, yes. Great matchup. Great matchup. Can't wait for that. Okay, we got Carolina for both of us. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on, man? Talk to me, bro. Steelers. <laughs> Woo! No TJ Watt. Thank you. Oh my gosh. No TJ. No Najee. God, I still feel like we lose this game somehow. Still got to go up against. You know what? <laughs> I think I'm gonna pick the Steelers. You gonna pick the Steelers? Okay. Okay. Once I'm again, gonna... I think I picked the Pats on Gen Z. So I'm gonna go with our guys, man. We need this dub right here, bro. We got the Ravens next week at the first game at home in Foxborough. We need this W. We nah, need, need ain't even the word. Nah, for sure. For sure. Right. I think this could be another ugly type game. Uh oh yeah. Early. It could be an ugly game early. I think we I think we get some some solid drives together in the second half and get it done. I got scream 17-10. I could see it. I could see seven. I could see it. I could definitely see 17-10. Falcons, Rams. Stop it. I got I got the Rams. Yeah, I got the Rams. I got Skip the Rams. on that one. Um, Seattle versus the 49ers. I think Trey Lance gets his first, I mean, gets, gets the home win um, this, this season. I agree. I know the Seahawks just won, but I don't know, man. I just, you know, good, good. Uh, that'll be like their Christmas. <laughs> All right, we got San Fran for both of us. Let me lock that in. All right. Bengals, Cowboys. I feel like this is the easy one. I got yeah. to go with Cincinnati. Yeah, if, if Dak was there, actually, no, they looked like shit anyway, so I would have went Bengals still, anyway. But yeah, I would have still went with Cincinnati. Now it's really a lock. Yeah, definitely a lock. Um, Broncos and the Texans. Do the Texans get their first win of the season? I'm no, gonna say they do no. not. Yes, no. I'm gonna I say think, no. <laughs> I think Broncos come out real pissed off and beat the Texans right into submission. I agree. This is this is a this is a game right here. This is a game. Two teams yeah. is like, okay, what's going on? Um, give me Vegas, bro. I just I agree. It's not a fan of Kingsbury. I just I can't do it. Yeah, I think the I think the Raiders. Listen, I think both teams need the game. Like you don't want to start zero two, but the Raiders need the game. You don't think the Raiders saw what the 
with what what the Chiefs did, and they obviously know what the Chargers did to them. So yeah, they're exactly they're already on one in the division. They you're, you're absolutely right. They need this game. Classic, a classic, historical game. The history at the frozen tundra. Sunday night football, though, you're kind of killing me. Sunday night football. We're going to end the nightcap off with some garbage. Packers by 30. Can you take the Bears here? Oh, man. I'm going to go Green Bay. I'm going to go Green Bay. But you I don't think you don't want to be eating a little bold here, CJ. It's just I just think that you know the weather in that game played the play did play a factor last week. I think the I think the Packers they they have to they need to they need to just get one and be like, okay, like we're we're good. We're good. So I think they I think they get this W. Um two Monday night football games this week, CJ. Two Monday night football games, yes, sir. I, they, that's usually a week one thing. I'm a little confuzzled here, but hey, I ain't complaining. I'll tell you that. I got Buffalo in the first one. I agree. Give me Minnesota week in the Ooh. second one. I got Bills and Eagles. Okay. Now I'm a little skeptical with the Minnesota because Kirk Cousins' prime time record is horrendous. <laughs> it is so bad. It's it not. So it's bad. not what you want. Some would say. Yes, it is not. It is not what you want at all. Listen, um, Sam, stop worrying about Joey Gallo. Why don't you worry about the Packers? Okay. <laughs> Shout out, Sam. Man, what's good, brother? What's going on, man? You guys are killing um, me with these Gallo comments. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I like I like what I saw from the offense last last week from uh, from Minnesota. I think we, this could be a, a, a good ass game. I'll tell you that. It could be. It could, it could be for sure. We got Sam. What he says? Oh, okay, that's okay. That's before. Gallo had a two run homer. Shout out! Shout out to Gallo, man. It was the beard. That's what it was. It was the beard. <laughs> Need to get the right. confidence back. Exactly. All right, but that wraps up this episode of the Hard Count, episode seventy nine. Man, Connie, man, thanks again for again, bro. Great duo, bro. You know, we this is our first. This is our second season now. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy how time flies by. Uh, I remember you hit me up like, "Yo, bro, you wanna, you know, do the co-host of the, you wanna be one of the co-hosts of the Hard Count?" I was like, "I was like, let's do it, man. Let's chop it up." You know, we really didn't have uh, a lot of chemistry before. Uh, we didn't do any. Maybe might have did a show or two or something with a panel. Yeah. And, and now, you know, here we are in year two, covering. No way, I'd rather do it with either. Yes, sir, man. Likewise, brother, man. It's been it's been amazing. Two two years. Well, second year started. Second year so far. Um, where can the people find you, bro? Anthony Conover underscore on Twitter. But more importantly, like we said at the beginning of this episode, we have a Twitter for this show now. Um, if you go on Twitter at the hard count underscore, make sure you go and follow us over there. We're going to put all of our episodes up on that Twitter now. We'll, when the show um, gets turned to a podcast, obviously, which CJ always does a great job of doing, we will post the link over there as well. We're going to be interacting with people. Um, Maybe making some Twitter videos, possibly, uh, you know, breaking some things down, maybe some reactions to stuff. So look for a lot of stuff over there on the Twitter. Really want to get it popping during this football season. Uh, me and CJ obviously both got the login. So 
some tweets may look different than others. That's why CJ's probably gonna be more grammatically correct. I'm an idiot. So, uh, you know, <laughs> if I'm missing a comma, don't shoot me. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, most importantly, go follow that at the hard count underscore, uh, Anthony Conover underscore for me personally, obviously Monday seven Eastern, you guys know by now me and Josh do generational sports, a little bit of everything, obviously with football here, it's a lot of football we talk about, <laughs> Then I come on here, I mean, CJ break down every game. So I got a lot of football on the plate. Um, and then Thursdays, I get my little my little baseball kick in. Uh, me and Michael backstop banter. Make sure you head over there. That's 9 Eastern as well, talking everything in the baseball world. Got some cool storylines going on. Pujols going for 700. Judge hit his 57th home run tonight. He's going for Roger Maris's record. Um, I think the Dodgers already clinched a playoff berth and I think they can clinch the division tonight, which is crazy because we're not even halfway through September, but yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Playoffs are almost here. Make sure you check that out. But uh, more importantly, CJ, where can they find you? Got the link right here for the viewers, linktree.com slash cjames9. You can find everything I'm working on. We got count the bucket for the, for USM. We got count the bucket with Michael Lawson, with Nick Andre covering all things NBA. Obviously the hard count right here at nine o'clock. Every Tuesday, Count the Bucket is at 9.30 every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern. You can look out for me there. Guard Up Podcast, covering all things NBA. Doing some streaming now. 2K23 just came out, so look look out for me on, on Twitch, at CJ versus the World. Um, so, yeah, yeah, look out for me on those platforms. I think I got, actually got a tick. I started TikTok, too, for the, for the gaming page. So definitely um, want to try to get the hard count as well. Um, on TikTok as well. Try yeah, to get into yeah. that. I'm, I'm really new. I'm new to TikTok, so I gotta, you know, get some get some tips from my guy Connie on, on what's the sauce uh, with the <laughs> algorithm and whatnot. But uh, definitely look out for us on, on TikTok as well. So yeah, look out for me on those platforms, man. Um, again, the fall fall is always the best season. My birthday is next week. Hey, yes, sir. Big big two eight. Um, um, next Tuesday, next Tuesday. So that's gonna I'm be taking a, a shot on the stream. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be a special episode. Uh, so definitely can't wait to uh, dive into that one uh, with you guys. But, yeah, that wraps it up for this episode. We will catch you guys next week. Appreciate it, everybody.